following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. RPG Podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I recovered from my golf game this morning already because it was beautiful today. And last night, I must tell you, I ran Genesis Shadowrun for my guys last night, and it was basically a a run across the wasteland of Wisconsin. They got attacked by go go bike group called the Drunken Scanies, and let's just say <laughs> there were conjured cows, <laughs> dude like bug, you do. uh, buggies that are. So we did have we actually did have that. That, that scene where a doom buggy wrecks and then somebody on a motorcycle flips over the handlebars and flips into the air. <laughs> that was where spares were spent and things were great. We had a good time. It was awesome. Awesome. So I'm doing good. How about you, great. Stefan? How you doing, man? I'm on good. Location? I am at, again on location in my wonderful Bloomfield, Ontario. And uh, I'm doing great because uh, this week I did a lot of work on my Dragon Star adaptation to Genesis. My document's practically ready. I've, you know, last night I just when when I finally had internet, downloaded some images, so did all the stuff I could do offline, and now hopefully tonight I'll have a bit of internet and I can upload it and have a <laughs> couple of friends proofread it, and then I can share it. Yay! Awesome. So very nice. I mean, it helped you get it done that you asked Chris and I to do some homework and we had it done in less yes. than 24 hours. Yes, that was, that was awesome. I asked my, oh, yeah. yes, I asked my co-host if they could supply, write up a couple of named NPCs to go in the adversary section just to get a different perspective, perspective instead of just me coming up with stuff. Yep. And they came up with some great ideas. I'm not saying what they are yet. Which will be a surprise, and I'll uh, awesome. share the link eventually, maybe with Chris. We can put it in the next show notes, and I'll cr- share it on our social media as well. Cool. And uh, since it's already an IP from Fantasy Flight Games, I cannot put it on the Foundry, but I can at least share it on uh, for free on the uh, FFG forums. That's right. Fan created awesomeness, man. Exactly. Sure. Yep. You, Tony, how you been? Uh, yeah, you too. Yeah. Oh, I've been good. Had the day off, spent it with the wife. Uh, tomorrow is our one-year anniversary, so oh, we're looking forward to dude. spending that tomorrow. Yep, yep. Congratulations to you both. And, yes. and, uh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yes, paper anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the ink finally dried. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I went out today and grilled some burgers for us, cooked some baked beans on the grill, and, mm. and uh, we had a good time just sitting out and enjoying the sun together 
Yeah. Hanging out. Awesome. Me and the missus. So good stuff, buddy. Always good. Oh yeah. So what are, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, do we know? Uh, some some weird book. Yeah. Yeah. We got a book report. <laughs> yeah, something about a kitchen sink kind of setting. I th- I thought I heard. Yeah. <laughs> kitchen sink. I don't I don't personally call it a kitchen sink. It no, is not. but I've it's no, I've heard about it because it does a fucking full. It, it's like like a full-on powered dishwasher, <laughs> energy efficient, and everything. So. Yeah, <laughs> spotless. <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, we are on episode sixty-one. Keyforge mm-hmm. Secrets of the Crucible dropped earlier last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the digital dropped about a week later, two weeks. Um, and yep. so it's been out there for people to read, look at, purchase, and gosh, I've been reading it. Yeah. Yeah. So some people have even produced stuff for it already. <laughs> on yes. The, on the foundry. That right. Is, mm-hmm. Which is and, a good uh, segue. <laughs> exactly. So let's segue on over into boosting the signal. Yeah. So, hey, welcome to Boosting the Signal. This is where Stefan shares his all hot Genesis news. That's fresh off the wire. Reviews from the Project Foundry. And we have one tonight that you are going to do. What is it, Stefan? Yes, one that seems to be uh, in theme with our uh, our show topic tonight. Uh, our friend who was on the show last time, our last episode, Chris Markham, uh, came up with... Uh, his own uh, supplement already on the foundry called Martian Mayhem or Martian Mandis. Sorry, I don't have the notes in front of me. Martian Mayhem, I think. Yeah, Yeah, it's Martian Uh, Mayhem. Mayhem, all right. I got it right the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's available. He took a lot of inspiration from the various card games, the cards uh, from the card game, Mm -hmm. uh, and describes a lot of the equipment that's in there that's not part of the regular equipment in the Keyforge uh, setting. Great layout, lots of little little uh, nuggets in there. Uh, so go check it out. It's available on DriveThruRPG. For $3. Yeah. $3, yes, only. Oh, yeah. So buy one for, uh, for all your friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, go check it out and other stuff on the, on the Foundry. So I hope, uh, Chris, that this has uh, boosted the signal a little, a little bit more for your product and your other stuff. He's very prolific. He's done a lot of stuff. And he's probably going to do more stuff for uh, for Keyforge. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead, put a few extra extra M bits in his pockets. Everybody, well, hey, everybody just got a quickie from Stefan on that one. That section was pretty, pretty quick. That's good. So yep. we are now in the section, the books of Genesis. So everybody, I'm not going to say open your KeyForge book, but we're going to talk about like the cover and everything now about this awesome book. And if there's one word 
for me as kind of an overall impression of the book that I can give it, I would say juicy because mm-hmm. when you bite into this thing, you're going to want to you're going to want to have a napkin and dab your the corners of your mouth, man, cuz wow. I'm impressed. It's not bad. What do you guys think? Uh, for me, wrapping it into one word description, inspired mm. uh, is the term, uh, I believe. Uh, I love the layout. The trade dress is perfect. Um, it has, again, a u- very unique feel. Uh, this is now the third full setting book we've gotten from, and final full setting book that we're getting from Fantasy Flight. Yep. Um, can't wait to see what Edge Studios does, but uh, in the meantime, I mean, it's sharp. Yeah, and so it's an inspired work. How about you, Stefan? Well, I, if we're going to go with one word, my word would be OMG, WTF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we speak in emojis now, huh? Or whatever. Speaking <laughs> is not a word. But I'm with you there. Still. <laughs> yep. Wow. And I, sh- I showed the cover to Michael, but he says, since there's no, you know, half naked man on the cover, he's docking at five points right there. <laughs> Un- understandable. Well, I-, yeah. I could see his opinion being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. I'm, I-, I think a half naked giant, I mean, he is chest open. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, <laughs> I think there, I-, I cleaned it up, but there's this. It was more comments, more uh, more racy comment that he gave. But like, now we'll just keep leave it at that. But no, I I I was also amazed by all the stuff inside. And I mean, there's more to read. I can read everything, but try to one little morsel. Like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's part. Yeah. That, that read another paragraph. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I mean, this, I mean, this is this cover. I mean, if we just start with the cover here, you just just looking at this book, picking up this book off the shelf, right? You mm-hmm. looking at this cover, it evokes uh, a very Gonzo-ish setting <laughs> where you've got like mm-hmm. some, you know, a flaming blade by some fantasy looking giant dude. And right above him is a Martian with a jetpack. Um, <laughs> uh, and they look to be going into an aztec e kind of themed dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, like coming out mad science. Yeah. yeah, mad yeah. science meets Aztec. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got a droid. <laughs> some two yeah, playing some, a guitar. Is that is he playing yeah, a guitar? Elect, electro guitar kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with one of his yep. four arms. A couple, and of then a human arms. female uh, type, like Star Star Trek, almost like looking explorer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then you've got this elf. <laughs> doing the whole stealing the gem eye thing. Yeah. <laughs> Reminiscent of another cover. Yeah, exactly. That's evocative. Way back to an old cover. Oh, yeah, so. Definitely. It's great. Good yeah, but it's, awesome. it has that gonzo look, yes. But, I mean. It's great. And, yeah, this, the, you can go as gonzo as you want with the setting, or you can get down and get dirty with it. It's it's well yeah. done. Yeah. Yep. It is. Oh, well, the, the layout is, is awesome. You know, like all Fantasy Flight Games uh, products, lots of mm-hmm. great art. Oh, beautiful art. I can't. I mean, page five, the full art piece on page five of the book. I just. Oh, yeah. One uh, of my favorites. <laughs> Definitely. That one gives you. It's, it's all feel. the same. 
Yeah, it has that same feel. It has similar characters from the very opening sequence there, but it has all the major houses from the original set mm-hmm. are represented. Represented. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, that's cool. That is cool. My but, favorite. Wait, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say just the sheer weight of this book coming in at 274 pages. Oh, uh, This yeah. is a tome. This is a tome of goodness. Oh, good yeah. Stuff in here. Yeah. My favorite so, illustration is on uh, GM section page 246. Okay, let's oh, look at that. Yeah, let's look at that. It, the combination of, of Triceratops, Warrior, Jetpack, you know, Star Alliance, uh, you know, yep. to infinity and beyond, and the robot oh. in the back. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Saurian. Yeah, the dinosaurs. Yeah, so yeah. first of all, <laughs> for those not familiar with the card game, mm-hmm. there are these different houses, and um, the Saurian Alliance just happens to be my favorite. So okay. I'm with I'm, – because they're basically bipedal dinosaurs who have yep. full-size dinosaurs as that they use as riding servants, servant uh, riding mount. mounts and things. And nice. they are extremely built on like a Roman aesthetic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely can tell here. And but, yeah. they're they're awesome. <laughs> I couldn't help but to think of when I saw this picture, I'm like, oh man, it looks like tri- it reminded me of Triceracop <laughs> from, <laughs> from from Kung Fury. <laughs> from Kung Fury, but I mean, I don't know. That just popped into my head. And I'm like, wow, a Roman Triceratop, Triceratops yeah. guy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great good. pick, Stefan. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I liked it. That's a yeah. good. You got a favorite piece, Chris? Um, I actually, I actually do. It would have to be. So, I, I can't decide which one, but um, let's see. So there is the one there. I'm kind of liking the one on the talent for um, "Welcome to the Gun Show." Oh, um, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where was the, where was that at? Welcome to the gun it's show. The talent? Page. Yeah, it's on the page, one of the pages. <laughs> anyway, well, while you're trying I'll to find, find it, you try and find. I'll try and find it. I'll come back. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I think no, around page seventy-four. I think or, or so. Okay. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, it is page eighty. Page okay. eighty. That I think is one of my favorite talents welcome to the gun show <laughs> yeah and it's like what okay welcome to the, gu- yeah. the gun show are we talking like a whole bunch of like pistols and rifles it's tickets to the gun yeah. show tickets to the tickets gun show, to the gun show is the talent yeah. Yep. yeah <laughs> so yeah, make that's, basic- a, that's a great one <laughs> yeah i love that talent too but yeah, that's a great picture just hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay mm-hmm. yeah uh Typical, yeah, I love yeah. it. They've got the, the the female one there right behind him doing it too, it's, yep. and they're all they're all yep. giants. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> that's awesome. great. Yeah, how about you, Tony? Uh, well, like I mentioned, page four with that mm-hmm. opener, yeah. that bit of art, the full page piece on page four is my favorite. Yeah, I couldn't um, decide between the tickets to the tickets to the gun show or the one on page. Um, I think it's page sixty-five, the performer. 
Yeah, that was that was my second favorite. <laughs> that was your second the favorite. giant with yeah. the yes, he's just crackling with energy on his freaking runic arm, and he's got a freaking huge mega microphone, and he's yelling up into it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just started. I just opened to that page too. It is nice, nice. So this this book kicks off with the first seventeen pages or so being just to explain to you Genesis and the setting, um, yeah. and explains to you, you know, you need the rest of Genesis to do it, which for those of us who are veterans at it, um, we skipped right into character creation. <laughs> I didn't even read any of that stuff. <laughs> I actually read it because it is, it's actually a very good background to give somebody a primer on the Keyforge setting, to be honest. I read not go bit- into too much detail, but it does give a nice overview of um of the setting and really sets it up nice i think that was well done yeah no i i read it too it was like yeah really good uh capture of uh what it should be what you're what to expect what i like in the layout as well is they've included little blurbs in the margins yeah as if they're quotes from characters in both you know the card game setting and role-playing setting yeah, and some of those are actually the if you've if you play the game, uh, which yeah. I do pretty profusely, um, some of those are the same quotes that are on some of the the cards. Oh, that's why I didn't notice that. But there's a couple uh, of them. Cool. Not oh, many, that's cool. But there's a yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I remember seeing some of the cards like Escatera, I think his name is, or Dodger. Mm-hmm. Doctor Escatera, <laughs> Dodger. Yeah, very famous characters in the setting. Um, yeah. So, and a few others. Yep. So you get to page uh, nineteen or page, 18. yeah, page nineteen. I think is where it starts with character creation. Yep. Big beautiful art piece there of a of a untamed uh, care uh, elf. She's uh, stitching up a boo boo on a very sad looking <laughs> bear, and um, very you know very cool looking. But yep. uh, then you get into creating your character, which I, the thing I really like um, that Genesis does is it walks you through character creation, and and, and one of the things um, uh, that this particular one does is there's a there's a spot here where it's uh, the little sidebar. Don't I know you from somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're GM, it can be useful for your group's characters to have existing relationships before play begins. This is one thing that a lot of games don't tell you you should try to do. Um, because I don't know if you have as a GM, you guys, I'm sure you have. Um, you get that first session. You didn't have a session zero because you're new at this GMing thing or DMing thing. And now you have to have a session about, well, how do you guys meet each other? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. You, and, you all um, beat the bar. <laughs> yeah, you know? and, and each player sort of describes their character and then they try to find a reason why you know, they want to stick together why why is the paladin with the rogue <laughs> exactly a rogue well yeah. there there's some <laughs> right? systems mm-hmm. that are better at giving you that bond that keeps you together and there are and then but genesis is not really one that says well how do you know each other usually that's usually something that you just recommended to do in a good session zero but yeah. i like the fact that they do so in a nice little tight sidebar here because in this setting you've got all these differing factions and you may have 
some guy that wants to play a goblin and another guy that wants to play this uh, robot and another guy wants to be an angry little Martian that wants to kill all humans. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, 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 getting... hey, we haven't gotten to advantageous threats yet. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> getting to that, you know, getting to the center of that as to why you would work with this group of people is uh, very handy. Little sidebar. Great little. Yeah. Nugget. Yep. And I'll tell no, you, exactly. the, first, the first sentence of the second paragraph is basically key. The connections don't need to be deep or binding. Just got to have a little a little nugget that gets them yeah. together. You know, yep. you, it can be deep and binding if you'd like, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, I'd like to have those loose connections to start a campaign. And as the as you play the campaign, they share loss. They share battle. Um, yeah. You know, they shared you know success in round zero of combat and social situations right um you know uh, or they share conflict and they share conflict right and you, you and those really and it just builds and it's more organic that way so it's kind of cool yeah exactly i'm glad they pointed that that's a good good call out there tony i like that yep so the first thing you're going to do when you're making a character uh you get into page 22 where you're going to start you're going to choose your background. You're going to determine your background. What you know, and this gives you an idea. Why are you at? The, why are you on the Crucible? Um, yep. And that's the name of the world is the Crucible. And uh, if you've read the beginning blurb, which I never did, um, it tells you that the Crucible is this ever-expanding world that just keeps mm-hmm. to draw in bits from other worlds, and yep. and including entire cultures. Um, yep. And it seems to be some madman's collection of species and mm-hmm. locations. Yeah, from, yeah, just a big from a long time ago. Then nobody knows how yep. it started, but it has. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some species have been there a long, long time. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is good. It's pretty cool. And it, the, yeah. the the next step is obviously you're going to pick your species, and in here it says. All the archetypes are in this book, so you don't have to reference the core book. It replaces them all. Um, mm. So they have everything from, you know, they have 11 species in here. 11 species or 11 yeah. bazillion species? Well, because there's bazillion. a... <laughs> well, there can be, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You say that, Tony, because I think you're referencing they have a random species generator. Uh huh. Which I I randomly rolled one the other day, and let's just say I really don't know what to call a blob of goo that is volcanic and can hover, or whatever, <laughs> or which has, I don't know. I don't, really don't know what to do with that, but <laughs> that's something. Uh, you out. call it fireball. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> You know, mm, cinnamon right, flavor. Got to make a note of that. <laughs> and he's cinnamon flavored. Yeah, he's cinnamon. Fl- oh, damn! You guys are the best. I totally didn't think of that. That's great. See, that's uh, awesome. Anyway, see, without stepping around. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's a lot of species. I mean, you have your elves. Yep. Yeah, we already mentioned like giants and goblins, humans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you know, little Martians and robots. And now we mentioned the Saurian, the Saurians, Saurians, yeah. Saurians, you know, the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I want to mention another little sidebar because I think it's important. Um, Next to the human on page 28, you've got this little sidebar, the humanoid variant. I was going to mention that too. Yeah, you just have this. It says here that uh, if you like, you can alter your human PC with some minor changes to create a new species like ones below. And it lists a few examples. Uh, Feel free to work with your GM to invent new ones, perhaps using part of the create unique species rules on page 37. So you could totally just um, randomly roll a unique ability and be human otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Just a slightly slightly mutated human or changed yeah. human. <laughs> and that goes into play with the new Keyforge expansion that just came out Friday, which is Mass Mutation, which goes into that. Oh, Mutants. There we go. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that sidebar because it's got variant human species listed right there that you can play. So, technically, even though it has 11 species, right here's one, two, three more. There's 14. Bam. Nice. There we go. Nice. Yep. <laughs> All right. Sorry. And you were saying, Chris? <laughs> oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, just the species. That's a great. That's a nice, nice um sidebar there. And they have all. They have the, these sidebars. They're all over the place in this book. To oh, be yeah. honest. It's a, yeah. There's a few nice ones. Yeah, definitely. So and there's a here's a little thing. So the next thing is choose a career and a little sidebar. Um, <laughs> the little the little scratch notes and the margins. Sometimes you choose a career. Sometimes a career chooses you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Now, yeah. if, did you before we move on to careers? Did you guys have a favorite species? Oh, a favorite species. Uh, I didn't have a favorite as such. They're all cool in one way or the other. I like the Saurians as well, but uh, I don't know. Uh, what was it? The well, Martians can be cute, cool. What was it? The ones that are rock form, uh, a rock-like ones. Those the films? No, not the no, film. No, 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 those uh, are plant. Those are the plant ones. The silicate. The silicate. The silicate. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Uh, I actually. What like about the you, giant- Chris? I like I like the giant. You yeah, know, I'd I'd love to create like a giant like lead singer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like on that on the uh, the performer page, I like to make the, I'd like to make that guy. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, they so, have they're strong. They have um. They start with culture. That's cool. Silhouette two, and then they have a mighty roar. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You could turn. You could spend two strain and add two setback die to an opponent's um, to an opponent that's targeting you. So that's cool. Just yell at him. Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about Just you, imagine Tony? all this bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about you, Tony? Do you have a favorite? Uh, I really love the spirit. Really? Um, what what grabs you about the spirit? I don't, you know, the fact that you can play, well, it's its ability. It's just, it, it's because it's a double-edged sword. I really enjoy it. Um, your character, so here we go. We got, you know, you got a 90 starting XP, but you got a willpower threshold starting out of 12. No. I mean, just perfect for a social character, mm. um, which you know is my bread and butter. Yep. Incorporeal, though, 
the talent or the ability, species ability. Your character lacks corporeal presence. When your character makes a brawn or agility based checks, uh, increase the difficulty by two. Uh, and uh, then your character increases their soak by their willpower in addition to their brawn. Oh, wow. And they start with a three in willpower. Yeah. Well, and if, somebody, so, if somebody makes a brawn or agility-based agility check, targeting your character increases yeah. difficulty by two as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and none of the pre preceding effects of this rule apply while your character is wearing armor. So if you wear armor, forget it. And then oh. the last line. In addition, you don't eat, you don't breathe, you don't sleep. Oh, oh, exactly. That's pretty cool. Well, that's one of the things that struck me when uh, Keyforge came out, the, the cards of Sanctum with the sort of angels or archons or holy beings, you know, spirits contained within a, a suit of armor with all the fiddly bits floating around them. <laughs> well, definitely yeah. looks like, you know, definitely the ultimate holy paladin. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to me, though, that doesn't, yeah, that's, yes, that's there. That's doable, but for me, um, my very first Keyforge character would be based on Slimer. Oh, <laughs> from Ghostbusters. Really? Okay. <laughs> That's he fine. would be a he would be a spirit, but he would be green and yeah. ectoplasmic <laughs> and hungry <laughs> and hungry. No, Never not. needs to eat, but just, just rawr, rawr, rawr. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you gotta have the slime attack. He's slimy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, that would be he would be probably an Ambermancer, but that's talking careers. Yeah, nice segue, buddy. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, we got a huge section before the careers of species uh, creation, character unique species creation. Oh, we man. will be doing an entire show. On just that section. Oh yeah, I mean we have well, to do it. a whole a whole show on it because I think there are like ten steps. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to it, mm -hmm. and we're not going to be able to cover it here. But uh, we're promise that in the future for our listeners that you will get a show about the oh, character yeah. creation generator. But to know to those who are thinking about buying this book, it's awesome. It is. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you can. Yeah, and uh, if not for the sheer amount of just different abilities that they have yep. in that this, you could pick and choose. Exactly. If you don't want to, if you don't want to um, use it for a random generator, you could use it to give you clues on how to create species and archetypes for your settings. Well, that's it. That's um, what I was going to mention. Yeah, you can use it either randomly or uh, pick and choose your own self. And there's a bit of rules difference for that. Where we can go over that, I guess, on the on the show, so you can. Go totally random and be happy what you you got, or like Chris said, he's he's floating uh, volcanic goo, or uh, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Maybe he walks in his hands. I don't know what the heck it is. <laughs> you came up you got something. that player. You got that player in your setting that wants to play something off the wall, just absolutely. And you've got to come up with, well, how is this thing gonna work? You know, like my wife, um, bless her, she's not a gamer. She wanted no. to play D and D with our family game night, and she wanted to play a house cat that could cast spells. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a book that allowed me to do that um, for her. 
awesome. but if I was to do, if she were to play Genesis and she wanted to play a house cat that casts spells, bam, we would use the species generator here and we would create one. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we will definitely go into, we will definitely dive into that section. But just know yeah. there are some, like I said, juicy. <laughs> so, OMG. Yeah. Careers. Yeah. Two, four, so, six, eight, ten, eleven careers that they have. And they say to choose them from here. These replace the careers that you find in the core rulebook, right? So, correct. And uh, there's good reason. They do like they did in um, Shadow of the Beanstalk, where, and like they did in Realms of Terranoth, that both it carries both forward, so you get starting gear, yep. um, and it it, tell, it tells you what to take, or you can use the um, the buy your gear option, just like in Realms mm-hmm. of Terranoth, yep. or and also it's got useful talents, so. That little sidebar in each career is great for those people who don't know how to really make it feel like a unique class, so to speak. They're used to playing in a class system, mm-hmm. and each one of them has a gives a um, the, the the career uh, and just a punch. Uh, it gives it that boost to being something unique and special. Each talent suggested. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's. I mean. You guys got well. Let's list them all. Well, I mean, sure. So first, you got the okay, Embermancer, yeah. mm-hmm. which is basically they're the, your crafters, right? Are they your Ember crafters? They are people they are. who use the Ember to create either mad science projects or magic mm-hmm. effects. Okay. Um. Yeah, they're creators. Yeah. Next. So a little bit like a little bit like rune masters in, in realms of Tyrnoth, more or less. Yep. Yeah. Next, then we've got the arbitrator. So he's just making sure people get along. Basically, lots of social uh, social skills. Yeah. Definitely replaces the leader from yeah. the core rulebook. Leader, ambassadors, mediators. That could be definitely a good uh, role. Yep, and then next we have the Craniac. They are the, well, they're your mad scientists in a way. That's right? true. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, that's they, true. They, they are. I mean, they're they're in a laboratory. Heck, the picture of this guy, he's got mm-hmm. what? He's got like four arms, one half, yeah. like point pouring stuff out of a beaker, <laughs> and then the other one yep. is writing it, writing stuff down. Um, yeah, this 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 is your computer geek, your mechanic, your knowledge science person you know so pretty cool yep next we have the crucibleist um so the crucibleist is more of a like an outdoorsy uh type it's basically your wilderness scout type character or druid Um, or druid not i mean it's not Not quite focused on uh any kind of magical effect type class you know there's only or career sorry there's only a couple of those that really focus on because the yeah. magical effect or the uh really comes from the ember crafting system um and so ember craft as a skill is not a career skill for this class it's or career it's more of a um uh, it's more of an outdoorsy wilderness type it's a hermit so to speak mm-hmm. almost yeah cool yeah and then 
we've got the discoverables and your 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 explorer and you've got the, a great image of uh, a buck rogers kind of character uh, on that page uh, <laughs> with, with his equipment his scanner on, on his belt with a little radar radar uh, antenna uh, on his belt buckle <laughs> yeah that's awesome that is so awesome. he's going out there finding finding stuff and um, more ember or and other mysteries now where you have so then next you have the engineer um and the engineer it, unlike the craniac he's not the scientist he they they're the ones that build things they will build your computers they'll build your buildings the bridges all of those things weapons that need forging and fixing and yeah. vehicles, vehicles vehicles and whatnot and the picture of this is just great this is a plant that is um got a wrench in his vine and yeah. is fixing something it's a <laughs> plant mechanic it's yeah. a plant mechanic yeah. a plant mechanic i see what they yeah. did there i see what they did there <laughs> that's great uh what's next so yeah uh next is your mender your mender is um Despite the best efforts of creators and builders, things break down. Your mender is your fixer. This guy fixes people and things. Kind of like the mechanic, but, I mean, they have medicine. Um, they are the, the fixers of all things. They repair it. Um, mm -hmm. living, or uh, living or machine. <laughs> yeah, sentience, basically. Mm -hmm. nice. Stefan, you get the best one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The performer. <laughs> this is your rock star, the diva, or uh, <laughs> the pop singer. <laughs> I really don't know if I would want to tell, say, to call this guy a diva to his face. No, not this, not this, not this, not this particular, guy. not this particular, not this particular character. This guy makes you know the Kiss Army look pale and then yeah. and, and tame. <laughs> okay. He's got freaking electrodes coming out of the side of his ribs there, maybe to enhance his performance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah that's, his, that's his lights. That's his lights for his light show. Nice. Well, that's it. He needs to hit those high notes, you know. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Those might be intake pipes for extra lung yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then of course. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty. <laughs> pretty good i like that silent communication that seems that's a tier one talent that well maybe we'll have to see what that one does well mm. see the performer doesn't just con include rock stars it can include all kinds of uh performers like mimes too oh yeah oh. Well, <laughs> there you go i want to play a a, pl a mining and plant <laughs> That'll be on our next actual play, so Chris will be very, very quiet on that show. That's right, a plantomime. Oh, nice, Tony, man. Oh, gosh. All in black and white. There we go. Nice. That's good. Well, you know, and then, so then our next one is, you know, we you need you need your thief. We have a rogue career. I almost said class. Oh, sorry, everybody. I've um, been saying career. it the whole time. Sorry. I know. I know. It doesn't matter. And of course, you know, this is your, this is, this is your, this is your thief. This is your, this is your, um, you know, yeah. your cat burglar, you know, the skullduggery, stealth, streetwise, deception, 
you know, that is what it is. That's um, it. You know, the, el- the elves in this setting are particularly prone to be rogues. And I must say, this tier two talent called wall crawler that they suggest for a useful talent, um, mm-hmm. duh. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty good. And we'll go into those. We'll go into the talents here in a little bit, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do we have next? Uh, the traitor. So, the traitor. Um, is that um, they're they're social character also they're they're they're, they're negotiators they're the people that that um, keep things running they're your the people that keep the economy going yep um, and uh, use hover bike salesman <laughs> used hover bike salesman yes um, awesome. if uh, if Daryl was playing uh, in this setting this is probably this could probably gonna be his character right here trainers <laughs> that's yeah. right name greedy. Right, and named greedy arsehole. <laughs> greedy arsehole. That's right. <laughs> two for two for one. Yeah. Two, 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 two for one. <laughs> you know, and I must say, this um starting gear thing. I've j- just noticed it right now while I was creating my and while I was creating my character too. Um, they have uh, recommended traits for weapons and for your clothing, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, and I don't know if they're recommended or if they that actually they actually come with those traits oh um, they come with it they would come with it first so okay cool yeah that's pretty awesome i like it yeah <laughs> all right stuff you get the last one buddy oh yeah yep the final final one is the vault warrior so these are the guys who fight alongside the powerful archons when they're trying to gather the ember to forge the uh, the keys that they need to open the vaults Yes. You get your your warriors, your fighters. So they've got it's one of the few careers that has like almost all the combat uh, skills as career skills. Actually, I and think they have all almost, of them because I think yeah, they only have brawl, gun- gunnery, melee, and ranged. That's it. Yeah, I think that's they had it. Uh, melee and ranged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought they had maybe kept uh, one of them light and heavy, but no, doesn't matter. So gunnery, melee, and ranged, and of course brawl. Plus, of course, athletics and coordination. And you need to, to know how to patch yourself up. So, you know, medicine <laughs> and how to get around piloting. <laughs> what more Very nice. What more do you need? Although, yeah. Although what? No, I was thinking, just mixing up with another skill that they're replacing. We can talk about it later. Cool. Well, so we get, that goes right into skills. So why don't you bring it up? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in that skill, they've removed basically driving. Because everyone uses ride. Doesn't matter if it's a beast or a motorcycle, you use ride. <laughs> nice. That's cool. So they they simplify that too. No me- no melee heavy or light or ranged heavy or light. It's all melee or ranged. Same thing for for getting a vehicle, a, a simple vehicle, you know, usually ground vehicles. It's all riding. Yep. If it's a spaceship, it'll be piloting. But anything that's not up in the air or on the on the water. You're okay with right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and on page 69, they have a sidebar for it. Riding yep. called riding, not driving. That's it. So you know, you'll notice that the driving skill isn't used in science fantasy setting. We instead use riding. <laughs> there you controlling go. both speeds and small vehicles. So there you go. Nice. Which can make sense, you know. You just When you're hopping on, on a bike, it's more or less similar to ours. Yeah, that's it. That's right. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so then, what skills did they add there, Tony? What new ones so, did they add here? Embercraft. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> Embercraft. Um, 
catch-all skill. Yeah, this is this is it. This is the skill to have. Um, yep. You you want to make a weird effect with uh, a, that's with the AE symbol. Um, yeah. You want to to be mad scientist. You want to be a magic user. You want to be a witch. You want to be a fucking super powerful wizard from nowhere in the middle of space. Doesn't matter. You're using Embercraft. Space wizards with a gleaming sword. Because whatever powers you are going to make, they're going to be used via crafting Ember. Yep. So here it is. Um, great skill. Uh, covers a huge base of things that you can do with it. That's it's all right. about how you skin it. That's right. <clears throat> what else? Well, you have to know about Ember and what it is. So there is a knowledge skill called Ember. Which, you know, this basically represents if you wanted to recall, like, the latest experimental findings on Ember or remember special grinding procedures, right, to make Ember bread. Embread, <laughs> which is <laughs> food, I guess. You know, do you take, like, little nibbles of it? Yeah. Or you just eat the whole thing or have three, right? <laughs> so second breakfast. The second breakfast, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. do have more knowledges. We do. Um, yep. Next one, step. There's Crucible, because you have to know, you know Crucible is big, huge, like, probably like Jupiter size and getting bigger. Uh, so, quote the word, uh, right? Yeah. So you need to know about it. This will help you get around and know about uh, what to find around the Crucible, What uh, what's the latest sightings of an Archon. Or trying to remember a location nearby in the nearby forest, or uh, anything about vaults. Mm -hmm. The vault heads. <laughs> the vault heads. Yeah. The, the people. The the vault heads. They're basically the um the groupies <laughs> following the That's vault, it. The, the vault warriors and whatever, right? The your groups going into the vaults. Yep. Cool. <laughs> what else? Then Tony? we have we have culture, which, um. This is how you're going to know uh, about all those other disparate number of species that are around in the um, in the crucible. Uh, this is, uh, you know, they've got a little sidebar here about language, which I, I really wanted to bring up again because sidebars in this book are freaking shouldn't even be sidebars. I think they're just highlights, to be honest. They're calling things um, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, languages on the crucible. Arrivals of the crucible learn quickly. Uh, and there's that there's no common language while there is a variety of uh, uh, automatic translators available uh, the best solution is to learn a language uh, and you do that through the the knowledge cultures skill uh, character making a social check with others without knowing the target's language adds um, setback die to the check the GM may allow the character to spend uh, triumph from that check to become knowledgeable in that language yeah um, that's awesome and so you could spend a triumph to gain permanent use of a language awesome that's characters great. can also learn languages through gaining ranks in the knowledge culture skill or the gm may determine after uh, enough time that they've spent with a group they can now talk to them without penalties so basically it's telling you you're going to get one language per rank in yeah. culture uh yeah, that I you're going to know i could see after after maybe like a hundred earned XP or whatever like that, um, everybody in the group, what you know, your adventuring group here, 
would know everybody would know each else's. other's languages. Yeah. So yeah, whatever it is, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they can't speak, it's like they understand. Like just like even uh, for example, uh, Chewie doesn't speak any other language. He understands it. Oh yeah. He understands them. But a and great a way people... to create tough party situations, GMs out there, in that opening adventure with your characters, have somebody's universal translator break. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And then don't allow Spend the kibitzing. <laughs> and then don't allow the kibitzing going on. Nope. Sorry, you can't talk to him. You can't talk to him. You can't shut up. It's <laughs> that's right. We rolled a despair, so it's broken. So sorry. <laughs> Yep, it's just that's what you hear the Martian yep. you can't understand the Martian and if you're playing the Martian just speak <laughs> there you go uh, oh, what's nice. next uh, let's see here we went over culture uh, science, you, so blinded science. Me. you blinded me with science so this basically leads to new cybernetic systems. Um, this is, you know, your knowledge to calculate the formula for ballistic flight paths across gravity inversions, whatever the hell that means, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so just all of those things that you can wrap. If it's science-y, this is the skill for it. Now, you wouldn't, need, you, you wouldn't use science to repair, like, a, a broken, you know, like part or anything or create a new part that would be like mechanics to do so yeah you can even calculate the drag coefficient of tassels on flying carpets sweet that would be great <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay and because be it matters to tonight's show um i want to mention uh that we have on page 73 here copied over again from realms of Terranoth and refined we have the mounted movement and combat rules for Genesis. How is it refined? Um, I, haven't um, read, I haven't read every word in here. Did, did, did uh, it's just, it's just worded a little better. It's oh, just, it's just oh, worded okay. a little better. Okay. So it talks about mounting and dismounting uh, to ride an animal or a vehicle. Uh, how, how do you do that? What's, what is it? Well, it's a maneuver. Um, mounted characters can perform maneuvers to direct their mount uh Rider and mount immediately move together. You're treated as one character. Cool. Um, um, and so, therefore, in order to target the mount, you have to take the aim maneuver um, when targeting. Um, uh, a, a character whose mount is slain or incapacitated is knocked prone and suffers three strain. Uh, and then mounted characters versus non-mounted characters and how many boost dice and setback dice to add. Um, cool. Very handy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last great. night yeah, last night during my the adventure that I ran, they were we had a couple of guys mounted on top of the vehicles and I just gave them like setback die for like an unstable platform. It looks like they've got that here too. I didn't mm -hmm. Yeah, sweet. Awesome yep. sauce. Very handy. So mm -hmm. next section of the book. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, talents. You okay? You okay there? You okay? I, was, is it the They're all excited breath? about the new talents. Is it the bad breath talent here on the tier one that you're getting, <laughs> or what? <laughs> could be, or could just I, be I that my my cat farted. Just oh, well, I, oh. I, thought, I thought it was me. That's I thought it was me, but I did I did I did shower this morning. So. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know, that I was must... uh, Frankenstein here um, nice. dropping a bomb on me. You know, I must say this is interesting that you, not only so in this system. 
you have Ember, right? That you have to collect as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do you in, have to collect it? Well, because in order to buy this bad breath talent, not only do you have to spend the XP of a tier one talent, you actually have to spend three Ember as well, which is interesting. Yep. Now you could do this, and there's a sidebar here on page um, what is it, seventy four? Talents with an Ember cost. So, um, yeah, this is new, and unique to this setting. We now have talents that have a cost beyond a prerequisite. Right, and you, there are talents that can be depleted. <laughs> yeah, which means yes, you because must consume Ember before you can use it again. And so, that's a so whole yeah, you got, section about well, that. Well, it's you good. So you've got talents that require Ember to actually gain, mm-hmm. and then some talents will actually require you to use it, use some Ember or consume it before you can actually benefit from the talent. Yeah. And if you don't have the Ember, well, tough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So just an example, if we take this bad breath talent, right? Basically, you get a breath attack, you know, and you could select a quality blast, burn, disorient, and snare. And snare from a breath? That's cool. Ice breath. Ice breath. Oh, there you nice. I like that. But if or spittle. You, but if you roll a despair <laughs> from a combat check, you can deplete the, ta- the, 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 the talent will be depleted, meaning you won't be able to use it again until you consume three ember, and it'll boom, turn it back on. Slimers oh, get bad breath. Yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely would. <laughs> and his would have the ensnare quality for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I've been slimed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, what do we? So this gives you talents here. This here. gives. So we've had a couple of our listeners ask about particularly superpowers oh, cool. because this setting kind of gives you a clue on how to do. Superpowers, yeah, that's that's talents true. right here. You, you you want a breath weapon? Here's how to do it. You want to be able to do other ones? There's other ones in here. Mutation, mutations. I'm yeah, there's there yeah. there's there's stuff in here that's going to totally boost those of you who are doing supers. It's going to give you the fuel, the mental fuel you need to make that work. Yep. Yeah, and you can reskin some of these. Like bad breath can be not just a breath weapon; it could be a, a blast from your your arm, you know, or your eyes, yeah. or your arse. Well, yep. depending on the game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be a cat that casts magic and just farts. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's a bad breath. <laughs> I thought you said they breathe fire. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not breathe. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no. So, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. There are some good talents. Stefan, let's start with you. We'll go to each tier. Let's all pick a favorite. Okay. Or two. Yeah, there you go. What you got, buddy? Well, I got, there's a series. I couldn't, there's lots of good talents, but I prefer the one called the Dramatic Entrance series. Okay. It has the basic, the improved, and the supreme. And then when I thought, when I read about this, like, oh, I would so love to add this to the Zandra character I played in, in the Primordial Machina. Oh, here, <laughs> I was thinking you wanted to add that to, like, your real life. <laughs> so that you <laughs> dramatic. Bitch, dramatic I, bitch, I already have those talents, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. That's awesome. Uh, good that shit. Old. That's tier three, though. You got to pick something at tier one. Yeah. Oh, fine, fine, fine. But, you know, there, I don't know. There, there's so so many uh, that, uh, what was it? The, the, the one that we were looking at for the performer, the silent communication. There you go. The character oh, yeah. can soundlessly communicate messages to allies within short range. The allies can't reply it, cannot reply in turn unless they have a similar the similar talent. There you go. So two characters with a with this talent mm-hmm. can really have a lot of fun. Well, see, yeah. Chris and I built our characters, and we can only communicate with our eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a Morse Morse eyebrow code. <laughs> <laughs> That's that eyebrow bro code. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's eyebro code. Eyebro code. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, I actually picked this talent for my character in a in an upcoming segment. Need for speed. Um <laughs> uh named after I guess the video game, right? <laughs> um <laughs> tier one, it's passive. This is interesting. When your character spends advantage to heal strain as part of a piloting or riding check, while their vehicle's current speed is three or higher, they heal one strain for each speed above two. I mean, how cool cool is that? I mean, you have a need for speed. You're going fast. Yeah, baby. Mama, I'm going fast. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Ma, no hands. I don't know. That's just that's just that's neat. That that's kind of a neat one. How about you, Tony? What'd you like? What do you like? Oh, dude, I don't know. I had so many favorites in tier one. There's just some good, <laughs> really good ones. But uh, uh, personally, <laughs> you gotta give it to one of us. So, <laughs> and these three talents are right in a row. Go to speak. But really uh, one of us. One of us. Uh, it's a passive. <laughs> it's ranked. Uh, you select one organization, and there's a whole list of organizations in the Crucible. And your character is a known and devout foul follower of that organization and adds uh, advantage per rank of one of us, and so it's ranked, uh, to all social checks targeting members of that organization. That's and cool. if your character is discovered acting in a manner authentical, antithetical, sorry. Antithetical, <laughs> antithetical that's... Uh, and opposed to the organization's interests, your gem may instead add setback die, or excuse me, threat, or other penalties to such checks. I love that. It's very, first of all, as a Keyforge player, I want to tie my characters to organizations. I just do. And this gives you the opportunity to do that. Yep, and this is definitely a setting-based... Actually, this is. It's, I was thinking, yeah, this is kind of this specific setting. But you know what? You could take this and put this, drop this in. Oh, this any is setting. a generic well, one that you this could drop into any setting that Absolutely. if you want to have organizations in. Yeah, um, medieval guild factions, uh, organizations, uh, factions. Call them what you want. Primordial yeah. Machina. We have those secret societies that people yeah. could join. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sweet. All right. Tier, Tier two. two, brothers. All right. Well, let me look at these again. I hadn't really thought about <laughs> that. All right. So we've got <laughs> uh, your 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 one with the favorite art is Tier Two. Tickets oh. to the gun show. That, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. So <laughs> tickets to the gun show is it's very simple. Yeah. It's it's an incidental to activate it, and when making a coercion check, 
you can use brawn instead of willpower. <laughs> and you know what? I re- you know what I like about this is there are other systems where you can make like coercion checks, intimidation checks. They call them in another D shift seventy um, thing, which is tied to charisma. I've always thought that you should be able to use your strength and show them your guns, <laughs> flex, yep. and just stand there behind them as you know stand stand there behind the the face of the party just flexing intimidating people just based on your strength so bending a chunk of rebar with your teeth yes (laughs) there is that (laughs) yes absolutely uh yep stefan uh while you were talking about superpowers and stuff well and chris mentioned wall crawler Na 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 na. So you want, you know, a, a young teenager who sticks to walls? Gecko man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gecko boy. Gecko lad. Gecko lad. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, me personally, uh, anthem tier mm. two. Uh, yours of maneuver. Your character may use this talent and a musical and a musical instrument. You have several of these in here that give you uh, an ability that only works if you're using a musical instrument at the same time. Um, to begin or continue playing an inspiring anthem while your character is playing in the anthem. Allies within short range can hear it and add a boost die to the checks they make. The mm-hmm. anthem and its effects end immediately if the character does not use this talent during their turn. Once the anthem is ended, your character cannot use this talent again for the rest of the encounter. <laughs> so it's your bardic inspiration. Um, Pretty it, much. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Diggy diggy uh, hole. Diggy diggy hole. I can think of a certain... I can think of a certain cat folk that would love to have that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That would be nice. Charlie would play his anthem every day. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's awesome. That's true. <sighs> uh, cool. So what's your favorite third tier three, Tony? Oh, well, uh, Eureka. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eureka uh, is a passive uh, that's not ranked, so you just take it one time. And when your character makes an Embercraft check that generates triumph, you roll an additional challenge die to add it to the results of the check right. in addition to spending the triumph normally. And likewise, however, there is a pet, there is a negative here. Uh, when when your character rolls a despair, you roll an additional. Um, right. Sorry. Uh, those are challenge die. Uh, I meant the other one was proficiency die. Um, yeah, you'll roll an additional challenge die and add it to the results. Both of these effects may occur multiple times during yeah. the check. Wow. At, at, at the same time, too, on the same yep. check. When crafting, if you roll a triumph, you could triumph and triumph and triumph yeah. and triumph. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Love it. Exploding triumph. <laughs> I would shout that every time I did one. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you, you got? What you got, uh, Stefan? What's your favorite? Well, you know, I mentioned it earlier, so it'll be the same for the, the next three tiers. Dramatic entrance. 
of course. There we go. I just love it. <laughs> what is it? Do? But so, you didn't describe what it is. Yeah. What is it? Of course. Yes. So it's an active incidental out of turn. Uh, no rank, but it's, it comes in three versions. So once per session, the character may spend a story point to use his talent. In the enter the scene or encounter, they're not con- currently participating in at an op- opportune time no matter how unlikely their arrival, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> and if the scene is a combat encounter or otherwise uses initiative, your character adds a new PC initiative slot at the top of the initiative order. Nice. This is Ace Ventura climbing out of the rhino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello, I'm here. <laughs> Zandra. <laughs> yeah, I would totally give that to Xandrical. There's, I'm telling you, there's a ton of good stuff here that's going to go into Primordial Machina. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We're, we're going to finish it now. <laughs> oh, we have to. Yeah, we will. So the one I really like in Tier Three is, um, I don't know if I've seen this before, other than the, um, what do you call it, the uh, Lucky Strike or whatever, where you have to spend a, where you have to spend a um, story point. And add um, like a number of ranks in a characteristic. Tag and release is a oh, nice yeah. themed and flavorful talent for a hunter, a sci- a mad scientist. Um, it's passive, um, a tier three talent. It's not ranked, but when you make a combat check that inflicts strain on the target, you inflict additional strain equal to your character's ranks in science. And I just, I mean, tag and release. You're just tagging somebody to study them later, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that's that. That's great. Yeah, that's a neat one. That's a neat one. All right. Tier four. Let's just cut right to the chase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, paint don't hurt. <laughs> What's the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we got dramatic entrance improved. <laughs> when she makes an in- her entrance, she may choose to have all allies in the encounter heal two strain, or have all enemies in, count- in the encounter suffer two strain. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Combine that so with like, tag oh, and release. No. Yeah. It's like, oh no, there's Zandra with her guns again. Oh, <laughs> we're doomed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to fan the hammer on us. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could combine it with tag and release because it doesn't require yeah. a check, but no. still. No. Uh, but for me, pain don't hurt. Okay. What's that? <laughs> so this is one of those that costs Ember to take. Okay. This talent, this talent costs two Ember. This very first thing it tells you. It's an active, and it takes a maneuver to activate it. Once per session, your character may consume one Ember to use this talent to reduce all damage they suffer by one, plus their ranks and resilience until the end of the following round. Wow. So. You okay? So yeah. you got three ranks in resilience. Mm-hmm. You're going to, it's going to increase your soak by four for an entire round. Effectively, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially when you've got tickets to the gun show and you're like yeah. huge, yeah. right? And you've already got a soak of six. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How about you, homie? Well, this is. I mean, I I like this. I like the name of this one. And it is it is interesting, and I'm wondering how we can I don't know I need, think we might need to talk about it for a minute. Stunned silence, okay. 
it's right under pain don't hurt <laughs> active incidental so during a social skill check so when you make a social skill check to inflict strain during a social encounter you can spend three advantage or a triumph to stagger the opponent for one round so I'm thinking that's something like you can like make some sort of like social check and just kind of stare up, stare at him, you know, like my wife does. Like she would like start talking, <laughs> then she'd just stop talking, and she'd just stare at me, and I just continue <laughs> <Yeah>. to ramble. She's <laughs> right? just like, "Well, what are you doing, honey?" I mean, well, and I just start rambling, <laughs> though I'm acting because staggering, yeah. you can't take any actions. I just ramble on about nothing. That's what, I, yeah. that's what that made me think of. Yeah, you're rambling, but she's just looking at you like, I can't believe you're actually still talking. Yeah, still talking. exactly. And she said that to me. Why are you still talking? I don't know. <laughs> but if you're Anyways, not doing anything, you're not performing any actions. Yeah, just so, that's a, so that's a... I, I, that's, very, I, that's very thematic. It I like is. It. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my wife has that in real life. <laughs> Though Stefan has the dramatic entrance, my wife has stunned silence. I'm pretty stunned sure. silence. <laughs> nice. Love you, honey. Uh, I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but I love you. <laughs> All right, the big bad tier five. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite, Tony? Oh, jeez. Uh, so sharp tongue. Uh, I just it's sharp tongue improved. Now sharp tongue earlier, I didn't cover it, but. Um, which I probably should. So, what level um, was that one? Uh, I think that one was Third. tier two. Tier two or three? Uh, yeah, sharp tongue. Your character reduces the number of advantage. Uh, they may, they must spend to inflict a critical remark or social uh, in a social encounter by their ranks in sharp tongue. So ah. it reduces the crit. Um, okay. The improved version, though, is just. Ugh. So your character must have purchased the original uh, uh, Sharp Tongue talent, and your character inflicts a critical remark in a social encounter. When they do, they may force the target to capitulate. Wow. That ends it. That basically ends the social encounter, doesn't it? Yes. Wow. They just acquiesce to whatever. This is the coup de grace for for, um, a social character. It's perfect for any social character. Tier five talent, just whoa! That's I mean, yeah. any social character I'm going to make is going to have this talent. I mean, I would take Defense. this. I would take this before dedication. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You oh have yeah. To. If you're if you're a social, I mean, just anytime yeah. GM's putting you in a social encounter, all you got to do is score yeah. a crit to end it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> you not bad. Zip it. Zip it. Well, we know what you're going to be doing, Stefan. What one have you chosen? Well, you know, Supreme. Go, yeah, the dramatic entrance, Supreme. So Zandra comes into the scene, and she may immediately perform one action. If this interrupts another character's turn or activity, that character resumes their turn or activity after it's resolved. So she just enters, gives people either strain or helps recover strain. And then acts. <laughs> nice. This would have come in real handy for for Zandra to have this talent during our live, our actual play, because yeah. you were doing it anyway because you were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, 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 I was actually consuming Ember. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ember Lager. <laughs> yeah. Ember whiskey. Ember whiskey. Yep. Oh, okay. 
right. so, How about you, homie? The one, the one yeah. that I like, and obviously not picking the ones you guys have. Um, haven't seen this before. Um, Amber Enhancement, which it's a maneuver. It costs six Ember to purchase mm-hmm. this talent. Not only after the 25 XP for it being a tier 5 talent, right? But when your character purchases the talent, you choose two characteristics. And then once per session, you can consume two more Ember and use the talent to increase one of those characteristics by one until the end of the encounter. And you can't increase it by two, you know, you can increase it to a maximum of six. But this gives, this is like a, what is it? This is like a dedication plus plus in a way. Right, I mean, it's yeah. a temporary boost that yeah. pushes you past the five limit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and totally reskinnable for any kind of super setting. Absolutely, um, yep. it costs you X amount of power points to buy, and you've got to consume X amount of blank. And during the, you know, well, yeah, you like, do, like the Venom character in uh, Batman. Ah, yeah, like how, uh, sorry, Bane, you mean? Where Bane, he, sorry, like, yes. Puffs up and gets stronger. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you, so the, the um, if we go to like the supers, um, what is it, the theme in the core mm-hmm. rule book, don't you pick two characteristics that you can basically open up on if you roll triumphs, right? Isn't that how it Correct. works? Yeah, they're open-ended triumphs. Yeah, you, just like the yeah, the talent I mentioned earlier. So you can you can have this talent be linked to those two that you pick for your super, and um, you can limit it in some way during the um, during your session. Maybe instead of because if you don't have like Ember in your in your setting, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's this could be as simple as a story point. You could flip a maybe story point once per session and do that. Yep, and you I'm know. thinking like. For instance, the Incredible Hulk, very common superhero. Everybody oh, yeah. knows he gets stronger the angrier yeah. he gets. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe he's got to take five wounds or four wounds to, to oh, activate. There you go. Um, yeah. That's cool. You know, yeah. or it, maybe two wounds. I, it doesn't. I mean, balance your system. Yeah. But uh, reskinnable, for sure. Yeah. Totally. That's neat. That's that's a neat one. Oh, that's it. You know, they they take a power pill uh, to to boost their strength or their their agility or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, what whatever mechanic or narrative uh, effect. Yeah. So, okay. next section. Yes, organizations, chapter two. Now, you're not just an individual. Sometimes you might be part of a group, and there are organizations, just like there are organizations or groups in the, in the card game. Yep. yep, and you have talents that allow you to join these groups, and it mm-hmm. gives you a plethora of knowledge about each group. Um, this is a whole. This is a whole um, show. This is a <laughs> whole could, show. But this whole might be a whole show. show. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This whole section, but it, it gives you a ton of information about each one, what your role would be in that particular group, their society, their culture, um, hints on role play. Uh, what to do if you encounter, or what what they're like if you're GM if you're a GM and you're using them. What's it like to have them? What's it like to encounter yeah. them? Um, yeah, very very, very and it also gives you because the technology level and the magic level in of that particular group. How do they use the Ember to create X? Yeah, you yeah. know, and it tells you what themes are they going to have, what foods are they going to have, all that stuff. Yep, real. 
real in-depth. Yeah, and you have how many organizations here? We have the Brabnar, the DIS, the Inspired, the Logos, Mars, Sanctum, Saurian Republic, Shadows, Skyborn, Star Alliance, Untamed, and other. <laughs> Lot yeah. yeah, and there's quite a few others that are minor minor yeah. ones that, that are uh, two of my favorite ones that I read. Just They're the minor ones. They're just yeah. little, a few paragraphs. Are the Arms Raised? <laughs> which are basically sentient weapons. Weapons that have become really? sentient. Form a group. I didn't even read that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. So you can have ray guns and swords uh, just form their own organization. And <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And, yeah, and the other one is the Fellowship of the Kettle. Dashing, you know, adventurer types that in the middle of combat or whatever situation you are, they can suddenly have an alarm go off on their person and it's time for tea. <laughs> they make, they have a little tea set, they make tea and they invite everyone involved in the encounter, even if they're a mortal enemy. You have a demon fighting a demon? No, no, no. We stop dismembering each other. We'll have tea and once the kettle is, is empty, then we can proceed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. They're, wow. they're, they're sophisticated swashbucklers. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Uh, that's great yeah keyforge card players you want to know out there what future houses are coming to the game here you go right here the other section (laughs) yeah there you go nice i love the arms raised that one had me just rolling when i read it i was like are you freaking kidding me oh my god (laughs) (laughs) sentient weapons oh yeah i can't i would make a sentient sword That's great. Here we go. So, whether a haughty magical sword, balls. <laughs> or a haughty mag- magical sword, or a cantankerous ray gun, each yeah. member of Arms Rays works toward finding an existence worthy of their power. What yeah. the hell's? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Eric Lamaru, grab your sword by the balls. Here it is, right here. <laughs> Arms raised. <laughs> That's great. Oh. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is a nice spin on sentient weapons. You mm-hmm. know, like those sentient artifacts and whatever from that other popular game. RPG, yep. <laughs> right? That's awesome. All right. Another whole section uh, yeah. that can be just totally covered in another show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the equipment and vehicles. Yeah. Uh, and But we do have yeah, one little bit we want to talk about. Sure. Is it what kind of bit? Or is it an ambit it's an ambit (laughs) those kinds of bits (laughs) Uh, so we have the ambit economy uh, the amber economy Uh, it talks about ambits which are the money of the sitting of the setting um, and how it's created now there's other currencies but ambits is the universal one passed about throughout um, the crucible um, there's also bartering and it explains to you how to do that, um, in that section. That's cool. Uh, if you want to have a, uh, economy, how to build, if you don't know how to build an economy in one of your, in future games, if you're building out a product for either the, the foundry or the, um, for people to just get free on the interwebs right here, this is your cookie cutter. Just take it, rename it, reskin it. You're done. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 That's it. And in the equipment, a little bit like custom races or random races, they've got tables for just helping to create equipment. We won't go into all of the whole details, but 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's just, I think this is, this is one of the more brilliant parts of this book. I Mm -hmm. believe when we're talking about creating weapons, creating armor, I mean, to create a weapon, because you're thinking about, okay, well, what kind of weapon does my plant wield versus a Martian (laughs) or whatever? Doesn't really matter. You have different, you have six different types of weapons, a brawl weapon, one-handed melee, two-handed melee, one-handed ranged, two-handed range and gunnery weapons that they give you a base stats for, and then this yep. nice long table of weapon traits. And basically they say, pick three and create yep. a weapon. And they have they have everything from, you know, a double-barreled, which your gun would get linked, the linked quality, or brutal, um, venomous, you know, all these different things, which tweaks your weapon, um, mm-hmm. gives them the properties. It's unique. Increases, yeah, and for every... Um, property you add, you would increase the rarity of it. Um, you can specialize it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, just, just make sure it doesn't become intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> no, then it, don't want it to be intelligent. No. no then, 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 then it wants to become unionized. Yeah, and then it's going to join an organization. <laughs> <laughs> same thing with armor. They did the same thing with armor, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a it's a modular equipment system that works. Yeah. so well um it sure does yeah could, i love it yeah you could drop this in any any setting yeah. i mean granted we have so, like the generic we have like the generic fantasy weapons you can you can mine from Tiernoth. Oh, yeah. science f- fiction you know that you can get from um what do you call it the uh android setting right android. here yep you you come here if you want to create something completely different and start from well, here and and go on so well that's i it. want to make a one-handed drill that it, it does psychic damage, uh, but it uh, let's see, uh, it's uh, it's it's got uh, little things that come off it that seek someone's brain. I want that. Okay, <laughs> easy peasy. Well, it's you there. Can make it. It's yep. doable. Well, that's it. <laughs> Since you have millions of races that can inhabit, you know, uh, the crucible, they all have their own gear, armor, and weapons made for them. I want I want to create a Sandman like character that shoots a stunning ray gun at somebody and makes them dream. Yep, there's a dreaming quality. Yeah. They get it gets That's the it. disorient three quality. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, says you're, cool. you're you're floating lava creature. What kind of weapon does he have? You know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Fireball no. though. Well, his name is yeah. Fireball. I think yeah, his name will be Fireball. <laughs> or Firebell. Firebell, that's right. Well, definitely perplexing. Firebell! It might, might have to be perplexing, right? Plus two encumbrance, consumes an ember, and gains link three. <laughs> there you go. I mean... That's it's totally doable, though. I mean, oh, yeah. and you get some simple gear uh, that is just straight-up simple gear, but then you go into the Treasures of the Crucible, which is a whole list of treasure-type yeah. items. And... Here's what you need to know, GMs, how much ember is worth. Right here, raw ember. It's one piece, rarity seven, 200 embits. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Or credits or bucks or whatever. It gives you an idea of what its rarity is. So what page is that on, Tony? That's on page 152. And that's one of the things that, like, there's so much stuff that costs ember in this game or uses ember well it's rarity seven so 
Oh, I see. What is it? Is it a reward? Is it something I find? Uh, what? How? How much is it really worth? Can I trade for it? Can I buy it? Well, yeah, and, and it's cheap. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what I, I. One of our I think listeners either I think on MeWe uh, asked a question a little bit about uh, the magic system. You know, uh, kind of the Ambercraft. How could you? use it in other settings. And I thought, I was thinking about that too for my Dragonstar setting. Uh, could I use this for Dragonstar? Replace Amber by, you know, other settings refer to, to magic as mana or essence. Yeah, there you go. You know, we think of it uh, a little differently. It doesn't have to be a, an actual uh, physical object, you know, collecting mana. You, know, you have to collect actual energy, yep. put it maybe into a crystal, then use it, you know, accumulate uh, the magical power before enchanting an item. There you go. You have Why a not? piece of mechanic, having a, a little bit of a mechanic to work around, at least. Cool. C- cybernetics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. We have, yeah. we got some cybernetics, and we have some that aren't in the Shadow of the Beanstalk. No, so you can more some of those over there. Um, there are those that play strictly in the Android setting. There's a couple of them here, um, like the balance tail, or the yeah. <laughs> uh, or the um, the memory loop, um, reaction accelerators. Those are all nice new. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Just some more screen. ideas. Yeah, reaction accelerators, implants, um, modifies neural pathways. You can spend a strain. And add a success and an advantage when rolling initiative. When you determine there we initiative. Go. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Very yep. nice. Adre- that's your adrenaline boosters for those who've played uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. So. And, yeah, and then you've got re- vehicles because you have to, the world is big, so you need to get around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are, these are pretty awesome. They yeah, have got a good collection. Rules. They have. So here they've got like, you know, just uh, they lay it out like normal, like you would see with with vehicles. And what they've also added, they add like additional rules for for each vehicle. Right. So. So like flying saucers have Mm -hmm. to have their own separate rules. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got shield ships that have their own rules, things like that. Well, definitely need definitely need abduction beam rules, right? (laughs) Well, yeah. No, we have (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, you have a saucer, you have to have an abduction beam. So. Exactly. <laughs> the, the walker on page 162. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Mars, yeah. Oh, right here. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, and then they give you alternate, cool. alternate technic, tentic, geez, I can't even talk. Alternate, alternate Al- tentacle deployments. Wait, other ways to use your tentacles in, in stop, combat. Stop drinking, Tony. Or ETDs. <laughs> um, it's the frou-frou blueberry flavored uh, hard seltzer I'm drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty wow. cool. So you can yeah, go awesome. all offensive, all defensive, and so forth. So it's pretty cool. Oh, invade. What? <laughs> when you're yeah. invading an area. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, so we got to keep we got to keep this flowing. We're yeah. we're yeah. about halfway through the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a part two then. We might have to do a part two. True. Yeah, we're on page so one sixty three is um, Ember. 
whole yeah. nice page. Um, we're talking looks like sixteen pages on just ember. Yeah. yeah, and ember crafting, which is how you get any kind of really cool effect. Uh, in your game. It, use it, mm-hmm. consume it, craft it. The um, ember yeah. and narrative dice results charts on page oh, yeah. one seventy seven and one seventy eight are absolutely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is there an effect that you like the most? Because <laughs> there were a couple of them that I really thought were <laughs> pretty neat. I mean, there's themes, themed ones that I really like. I kind of like the mind of its own one. Um, on page 173, you got this effect oh, yeah. is sentient. With a distinct personality and goals of its own, the player and GM can work together to determine the details. But um, it has three ranks in a skill. It's basically a helper, or mm-hmm. well, maybe it's a hindrance. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, really very handy. There you go. Pocket dimension. That's kind of handy. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I was looking at that one too. Yeah, but no, they're all good, pretty good. No matter, no matter what, depending on what you want to do. How about you, Stefan? You have one you particularly love? No, they're all good. I mean, depending, like I said, depending on what you're aiming for for the for your effect. You know, I'm, like, yeah. I'm just looking at this like, yeah, how can I adapt this to to my own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still have to think about it. Well, Still, well, again, people who are gonna uh, we're gonna do an entire show on mm-hmm. the ember crafting and ember effects, but uh, the big thing is is that this is do usable for a, in a ton of different ways, yeah, um, for other settings and how it can be reskinned and it's very keenly done. I whoever whoever worked on this chapter of the book really put a lot of thought into it and yeah. Uh, my hat's off to whomever that is, if you're listening. Uh, if it's you, Keith, or uh, Sterling Hershey, one of you guys. I know you guys both listen to the show. Amazing. Great work. Yep. yep. Some of these some of these um, spending advantage and threat and triumph when you do Embercraft mm-hmm. checks are just, <laughs> just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can spend a triumph if you, sp- if you do an Embercraft check to become one with the Crucible. And if only for a moment, you increase your willpower by one for the remainder of the session. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Very the, nice. Or the, or the despair. A piece of amber belonging to a nearby character fall, turns to dust. <laughs> uh, Dude, my amber. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did so I do that? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? And then there's also <laughs> table when ember is involved in, like, yeah. check. Um here's a here's a good one um uh you spend two advantage and another pc may ignore the out of ammo result <laughs> for the oh, remainder of the go. session if you wanted to that's nice. interesting. cool it's very uh the triumph yeah. you glow with righteousness increase your presence by one for the <laughs> remainder of the session but you have to do you have to go ha, 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 when it happens. <laughs> right i mean as a as a GM, I'm like, dude, you got to do it. You got to do the yeah. either that or you got to go. <laughs> there you go. The uh, Final Fantasy theme. <laughs> nice. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving Next on. Section. Next section. Chapter five, The Crucible Itself. Oh, yeah. You can actually... This in this section you can actually play the crucible as a character. No, that's not. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy buckets! I'm looking at the size of that chapter. Do you know that that chapter, uh, the crucible, is like 40 pages? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's your yeah. setting information. It's oh, your yeah. GM's. Uh, there yeah. are. If size so, is important, this is a section to go to. <laughs> right, <laughs> GMs, you want to know what to know about this world and how to run uh, mm-hmm. stuff in it. There are about a thousand little bits of story hidden in this chapter. Just little story ideas. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, one paragraph I pick randomly on page 218. Uh, Among friendlier, more outgoing cultures on the Crucible, the Silak are almost annoyingly upbeat Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and positive at all times. They have an insatiable, nearly childlike curiosity, and living aboard a roaming city gives them ample opportunity to visit nearly any place in the ocean or along the coasts they desire. Right there. Yeah. Doesn't need to be – it's just that one little paragraph. I I got two two to four adventure ideas right there. There you go. Now, are those the rock people? Uh, No, the the Silak are – um, what are they? Looks like a, a, a salty, <laughs> compact salt uh, life being, I think. Yes, That's how they make really? their cities as well. Yeah, they live off this huge whale like creature, whale tentacle creature. It's weird. Page 218. But, There's yeah, a picture a, of their city. A, okay. A symbiont, a symbiont relationship with this creature that oh, just floats yeah, I around. I saw that picture. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So you've got a bunch of happy sea going. You've got the love boat basically going around. (laughs) They're salty, but they're not really all that salty. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) That's awesome. They're kind of a sweet salt, you know, but like chocolate covered pretzels. (laughs) You know, so on on page 189, there's a picture of Hub City. And if you look closely, it's hexes. (laughs) Hub City is, or at least his map, (laughs) right? Is like. Yeah, that might be the that might be just the city view, just to give you an idea. It's just like a, in a yeah. subway system, yeah. big city. Yeah, that, that's kind of a. I like that picture. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Then there's a I'm sidebar about the, zones. Yeah, go ahead. This, uh, the section about the boundary, basically, because people cannot go into outer space. Oh, things yeah, yeah. prevent yep. prevent anyone from reaching it. Although it doesn't stop Mars from trying. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, and they, I think they speak briefly about how the Star Alliance, when they crashed into the Crucible, they're the only ones who may have glimpsed what's going what's going on above the boundary before they actually crashed. Yeah, man, there's so many nuggets. Yeah, so there's other things that t- maybe to, to come up. Maybe there'll be expansions where what's going on in space, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that's this. These are man. We could pull multiple shows out of that chapter. Oh yeah. yeah. But moving on. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> we have chapter six. Oh yeah. This is my favorite chapter of oh, the whole yeah. book, because being the um, the GM, this is where I get my um, my fodder for all of my, and mm-hmm. totally get you know I have just looking at it I have fourteen new on the slab entries. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. the adversaries section. Yeah. Mm. Which is like 27 pages long. 
and chock full of yeah NPCs, crit creatures, demons, angels, you yeah. name it. Is there yeah, a regular people? Do you have a favorite? Well, one of my favorite cards in the game. Okay. Uh, made it in here as an adversary, and that's the Ether Spider on page two twenty two. Two twenty two. Oh yeah. Um, let's, let's these gigantic Ether Spiders are drawn to the presence of Ember. Often, where Archons and their followers congregate, sometimes Archon appear to command the spiders and enlist it in battle on their behalf. Nice. Uh, more commonly, however, these huge arachnids spin webs between buildings and wait patiently for prey to pass underneath. They then pounce on the unwary beings eager for any ember they may possess. Holy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. They're a nemesis. I mean, they have a combat rating of 12, a social rating of two and an overall rating of two. Um, the, 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 the five brawn four agility. I mean, they're just, they're huge. They're silhouette 39. Three. Yeah. Silhouette three, three That's 39 wounds, wow. 22 strain and a soak of nine. That's a, now yeah, no, the for spider over. card is it just soaks up damage. And this got that. They got that. Yeah. Uh, from it. I really enjoy that. And then they've got this also, they've got this really cool thing that the card has. The card, um, when you have the Ether Spider out, uh, any ember you may lose, you would lose, goes to that card. Um, right. Okay. Uh, instead. And the, it's got this Ember Eater. After making a successful brawl check, they may spend two advantage or a triumph to devour one ember the target possesses. At, it's very thematic to the card, and I, I just they, they captured they, it. They got it perfectly. Nice. Yep. That's good. Yeah. That's good. How about you, Stefan? You got a favorite? Oh, I looked at a few. There's a few that are interesting. The escaped experiment, the gurgle pool. I think the time hog could be really interesting. <laughs> Skippy the time hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it can be time kind of nasty, some of its abilities. I mean Okay. Okay. Not a huge threat compared to the Ether Spider, only three combat. Mm -hmm. But still, some of the abilities it has. Uh, chronal Absorption. For every round that passes in an encounter featuring the Time Hog, an hour passes outside the encounter. <laughs> then wow. it can eat time. Yeah, eating time as an action, it can, you can make use forces an oppose survival versus discipline, targeting one character at short range. If successful, the time hog, may, time hog may perform an additional maneuver during its turn for the remainder of the encounter without suffering strain. And the target loses its free maneuver for the remainder of the encounter. Wow. That's pretty nasty. <laughs> so, so it speeds up while you're slowing down. It's like, I need to escape. <laughs> This is a temporally displaced cyber pig. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Did you call me pig? It's Mr. Pig. Ew. And it's based off Skippy the Time Hog, uh, the uh, yeah. Logos card in the game. Nice. Yeah. How about you, homie? Um, well, you know what? Um, I picked a minion <laughs> on page... 
224 called the Piranha Monkey. They swing noiselessly through dense forests, devouring everything in their path. These small humanoids often lie in wait for unsuspecting prey and are able to devour the flesh from creatures many times their size in moments. I'm just picturing a big-ass, like, creature going through the woods, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear, you don't hear them, but then you hear the, right, like you see in cartoons, (laughs) and then you see a skeleton, and then it falls, right? I mean, these... I mean, they're really, I mean, they have a brawn of three, a agility of three, intellect, a cunning of two, willpower, presence of one, soak of four, which is, you know, average for like, well, like minions, right? Wound threshold of four, um, athletics, brawl, and coordination, but um, they treat foliage as clear terrain, critical mm-hmm. numbers. Okay, <laughs> so you add an advantage to combat checks if there are two or more members in the minion group. Forest predators. <laughs> you can um, spend two advantage from an initiative check to make an immediate out-of-turn maneuver. Now, this is actually interesting that they're putting stuff in this book that I haven't seen before, how to spend triumphs and advantages when you roll initiative checks. I don't mm-hmm. know if we've seen that in other books, but I like nope. these these ideas, right? So they have one one attack, and it's their teeth. <laughs> and for little yeah. freaking monkeys, man, damage three, crit three, pierce three, vicious four. Yeah, okay, that nine <laughs> soak, whatever, dude. I'm going to send <laughs> minions of piranha monkeys after your freaking spider. <laughs> So Andrew's get those, I mean, Tony. These are just Slimer's going to invent a gun that sh- that uh, that uh, summons piranha monkeys. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just I don't know. I you know what? Do you know what I thought of when I thought when I when I read this when I was I was just glancing through and I'm like piranha monkey. Wait a second. Let's read that. You know what I thought of? I thought of the mummy 2. Oh yeah. Those, and those little pygmy Arabs, yeah. Those little pygmy dudes. Oh, no. that right. That's just undead pygmies. The undead pygmies just just annihilated them, right? That's what made me think of it. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. But there are great things in here. Oh, yeah. dragon. And the dragon. The, Where yeah. was that dragon? The Khalifi. The Khalifi dragon. Oh. I like that one. <sighs> long long ago. Yeah, long ago, oh, a few I mean. highly intelligent and dangerously bored Brobnar goblins decided to see what would happen. If they cybernetically enhanced the sleeping dragon. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a very, very successful. They've made more. So they've got, you know, plasma, blast, flame breath, huge talons, rockets, basically rockets for wings. So they can go supersonic. Even their supersonic pass by can cause damage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so. The- the thing is nasty. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Silhouette four. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supersonic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, What's it? Supersonic. After spending two maneuvers to move through the air, you know, they can, uh, as an action, they can make a hard athletics check successful. All other characters within medium range uh, of this character uh, suffer five strain. Yeah, because of the sonic boom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <going> supersonic. <laughs> yep. Permission to buzz the tower. <laughs> <laughs> 
permission to buzz anything they want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And there's tons more. I mean. Yeah. And of course, yeah. the and freaking the, sweep attack. I mean, good lord. Oh. Yeah. Which is nasty. Yep. Yeah. And, and then we get into, we've got some legendary beings, which these are the named characters that you'll see cards for in the game. Um, really cool uh, NPCs. Um, have you read all of these and have they captured them to your liking yeah. there, Tony? Yeah. Someone who's yeah, played I the like game them. a lot. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, use, I mean, I've seen Dodger and Pingle a lot yeah. in the game. I don't think I've ever seen Inca the Spider in any of my decks, but she's she's there. I know she is. Other people have seen her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Makai, I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one either yet. But I don't think so um, either. Pingle, uh, Quick, I think I've heard of. Quixo the Adventurer, I have several decks with him in it. Uh, the Terror, oh my god. That is a great card, and they got it perfectly. Did they? Okay. Um, cool. Going going back to Quixo, the uh, the illustration on page two two forty four. Don't you think it looks like you and McGregor? Yes, <laughs> a uh, bit. Actually, <laughs> no. He actually looks like Matt Stark. <laughs> uh, I thought I, oh. I thought it looked like Matt Stark to me. Sorry. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit then. That's why. Hey Matt, you're in a book, buddy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, captured your likeness, kind of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a ton of good adversaries yeah. and some. I mean, I can't say enough. This there's a there's a lot of skin reskinability here. Some yep. very cool monster or uh, adversary abilities that can be plugged Used. and played somewhere else. Oh, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And then right. we get to the game master section. Ah, who's going to game master this game? <laughs> I don't know. There, I don't. I'd know. like to play it. <laughs> lots of little hints in here on yeah. how to run games yeah uh, the thing i talked about earlier well how much amber do you give to your players how much how often do you reward it it's covered that's Page yeah, they, that's good. yeah they cover alternate alternative to rewards not just xp that's what i like too mm-hmm. so cool. with information ember whatever and they, yep. they also talk about uh, archons. Using the crucible locations yep. and th- creatures and new environments and adding things. Um, yep. Creating new locations. They talk about that. Yep. Uh, creating new creatures. There's a little little tiny bit on that. Um, yeah, new organizations. Yep. NPC development. You know, when somebody <laughs> new comes, fresh arrival to the crucible. You know. Yep, and uh, the yeah, uh, the last little bit here is the uh, Crucible Adventure Builder. Oh yeah, that's what I thought was a great idea, because yeah. as they say, it can be maybe a bit daunting mm-hmm. to to be faced with a big world like this, a, a little bit like Rifts. You know, it has so much possibilities. Where do you go? With you know, infinite possibilities comes a ton of analysis paralysis. That's oh, yeah. it. Oh, yep. So you have to of, sort of focus. Didn't they, they had an adventure builder in the um, Shadow of the Beanstalk that was very yes. similar to this, where you have the hooks, escalations, and climaxes. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I like so it. You yep. could break down a few ideas here and there. You can read them and just reskin them a little bit if you want. Yep. But, yeah. They have each like one. They, have, uh, they give you basically a primary goal. What's it mean? What's the adventure? 
primary goal. It gives a challenge or challenges mm -hmm. that you'll face during that. It's usually three challenges. Um, so you can set up a single four-hour adventure on one of these um, by having your three, you know, dividing it into three parts. And um, this is kind of a good framework on how to build adventures, period. Um, yeah. Yep. And then last but not least, you have the twist, which is that, that, that bit at the end that, that uh, ha-ha, you know. Plot that, twist. Plot <laughs> 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 twist, <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> and then if and, you want to uh, escalate the challenges, they have an escalation section too, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Where you, yeah. So. It's interesting. This is pretty cool. Changing sides. Uh, switching sides. Yeah. Climax. Run, run, run. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that is um good section for the GM too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And again, we'll we'll have we have uh, what do you call it? Episode ideas for that too. I mean, oh, yeah, yes, we can. We're gonna mine this for a while, everybody. That's it. So if you have specific questions when those subjects yeah. come up. Yeah, if there's anything email you us. Want us to, if you want us, if you, I mean, I think one of the first things we're going to be talking about is Ember, right? And the Ember crafting is that kind of what we were thinking yep. of, right, Tony? Yeah, that's one of the yeah. first ones. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, for so overall impressions of the book, I mean, I think all of us agree this this is great. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Even if you're not a huge fan of the card game or the the, the setting overall, uh, you'll still get your money's worth out of it. You know, yeah. Maybe you don't want to get the physical book. That's fine. PDF is available oh, yeah. uh, a little cheaper, and you yep. can still use it to your heart's content. I mean, at first, <laughs> you know, I, and I played I played the game with you, Tony, a couple of times. Um, we played a, a, a few sessions, and then I played a couple with my with my buddies. And I'm and then when I heard the setting coming out for it, you know, it was kind of like Jamie, you know, saying, mm -hmm. "Well, not so much. I don't know about it. You know, I'm not too much. You know, because I'm thinking, oh yeah, it's like riffs and gon, you know, very Gonzo-y and you know, a lot of different things that you that you could put in here. So, yeah, but, but the more that I read it, the more that I can see what they've created here in this book. It is a very, not only is it a very setting specific rules that they have in here, you can definitely rip stuff out and use like the, you know, the random species, the yeah. weapon abilities, you know. Yeah, the talents. Yeah, and like you had said, Tony, the, the adversary abilities, right? You can mine this for those, just create all kinds of unique adversaries and such. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, on. I've been. I was looking through some of these old adversaries and stuff like that for for my Dragon Star. Like when I was writing the adversaries section, you know, try to keep it short, but still, I was like, oh yeah, I created some really cool stuff. Uh, I guess I'm gonna keep it a secret for now. But uh, cool. me and our our other friend of the show, Darren West, uh, did a little bit of uh, brainstorming and we came up with a, a cool idea for a small group of NPCs. So nice. Can't wait for for uh, share to share that eventually. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Yeah. So what we have next is at the top of the show, normally I would do listener feedback, but we got a ton of listener questions. And before we go into them, I just wanted to say, I'm thank sorry you, to thank you, all of you who mm -hmm. sent us questions. Thank you, Stefan, mm. our media outreach coordinator <laughs> yeah. uh, for, for, <laughs> 
um, putting this out there because it really, I mean, opened my eyes to things to look for for these people. And I apologize to those of you out there who asked us questions that might require a developer to answer. Um, we don't ask the developers onto our show when we do a review show. Um, but um, I'm sure if uh, if if um, you think about if you really think it through, you probably could figure out the answers to your, your questions as far as the developers go. Those yeah. of you who did ask them, so of course, what some of the some reasons also why we can't get answers is get is that Fantasy for Light Games is not producing role playing games any anyway. This was the last right. one. And, and studio, yeah, will those, take over. But those who asked questions about the future of mm-hmm. this product. Yeah. Um, whether more is coming or whether certain things are going to be available for um, creators, we probably wouldn't even get an answer out of Fantasy Flight no. that ourselves. Um, no, they're, maybe they're Sam Stewart. Lipped. Sam Stewart can answer for Edge Studios now, who he works for. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But um, at the end of the day, um, we're just fans. Yeah, we are. <laughs> keep an eye on keep an eye on the um, the the Foundry. Um, yeah. Already, there's you know the the Martian Mayhem right by Chris um, is out there, and oh. I'm sure more stuff is coming from those of you who are putting stuff on the Foundry or even on the um, or even on the forums on the FFG forums. Yeah. You can find stuff out well, there too. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we've did it done it yet since uh, it was announced that Edge Studios taking over Genesis. But maybe we can make it. Make sure we put the link to the Edge Studio website on our show notes. Sometimes it's hard to find. I, I, I've had difficulty yeah. finding. We can do that. When you just type in Edge Studios, it gives you a music studio. It's like uh, that's not quite what I think. Yep, got, uh, I want. <laughs> so, I've got. So it. we I'll could put do. that. I'll, I'll, I'll add that to our. Yeah, because sometimes you never know. You never know what they may put up on their own website. So let's get into this. We got some listener okay. questions and discussion. So listener Q and D. So uh, who wants to kick it off? Well, I don't have the notes in front of me, so I'll, you go, I'll kick it. go ahead. I'll, I'll kick it off first. Um, so from I'm guessing FB is Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew Downing asked, what are some of the great stories you can tell in this setting? Is it a true kitchen sink, quote unquote, setting? Does it do a good job of blending sci-fi and fantasy? Well, Andrew, if you've been listening to the show up to this point, I'm thinking a ton of stories... I don't know about a true kitchen sink setting, but it definitely does a good job of blending sci-fi and fantasy. I'm going to say a solid yes on that. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, kitchen sink setting brings to mind that you you have players that want to play just about anything. You can play just about anything. Yeah, that's a you, yes. <laughs> with, with thought and GM help, you could build any character that's in right. the system. That's right. Um. So catching that kitchen sink feeling, uh, yeah, it, it's truly everything goes. But it's done so in a way that it is, it's not, oh, there's no explanation for everything. Yeah. Everything is, everything is um, these people are brought from somewhere. They don't know how they got here. Um, mm-hmm. Their culture doesn't know how they got here, a lot of them. Some of them know how they got here, but right. don't know. No one knows how to leave. Um, no no right. one knows really what the um, the end goal of this place is, um, but there are people and organizations that have goals. That's right. And mm-hmm. and if you, you wanna, can, if you ask yourself, 
well, how, why does this work that way? You could just say, because Ember. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that's... Because Ember is the catch-all. It catches all those questions. It says, mm-hmm. Ember is the reason. Ember yeah. is why this happens. Ember is this, someone found a new way to use Ember, and here it is. Um, yeah. Yep. And so the blending of sci-fi and fantasy, oh yeah. I mean, there's... I mean, tons of different. The card game did that alone. Just in the in the art alone, coming from the card game, yeah. blends sci-fi and fantasy in a way that is unique. I've never seen anything like it. Right. I mean, I can have a big yeah. giant playing a playing a huge, you know, that ha- that has like a um, an an electric guitar axe, right? I mean, <laughs> right. And it has a cybernetic arm. And yep. you know, uh, cyber cybernetic lungs, right? To enhance that breathes fire. That breathes fire. Um, I don't know if that's and, that's and a he's part of the Brotherhood of the Kettle. <laughs> <laughs> he has to stop for tea, four p.m. Yes. every day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So some of the great. So to answer his first question, what are some of the great stories you could tell in this setting? Well, uh, that GM section. There is. Uh, I'll just pick one, uh, the Brobnar Raid. Brobnar leader Snare Snipper has taken a liking to an experimental Logos vehicle and is out to take it for himself. That first line. Um, nice. And then it gets into a great description of what that adventure would entail and um, what the hell a Snare Snipper is, or who the hell Snare Snipper is. Um <laughs> What the hell the experimental vehicle is? It's the Mark Twenty Three Kinetic Multi Recoil Launcher Lander, mm. um, and uh, yeah, it, nice. it you can get as Gonzo as you want, or mm-hmm. you can uh, you can be simple and have a simple yeah. thieving story. Yeah, um, well, in Hub City, you know, a little gritty uh, urban adventure. And yep, one of the or, one of the more iconic adventures quote-unquote which is which the card game represents are the vault battles right i mean you're hired cajoled or ordered to aid an archon (laughs) you know in opening a newly discovered vault so yeah gather 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 yeah gather amber steal amber from the other team uh Uh protect your own and that concept there inspired this setting right you could Mm -hmm. right you could play a simple community that's uh you have players that are in a fantasy setting in a simple village that have no idea they're on the crucible and all of a sudden martians invade uh and start body snatching people from the village exactly um cowboys and aliens yeah cowboys (laughs) and aliens uh you could drop tiranoth onto the crucible and do just that right yeah the martians invade the whole continent yeah yeah (laughs) exactly you could drop new angeles and the beanstalk (laughs) right Mm -hmm. onto the crucible now granted the beanstalk won't go anywhere it will go up right because it can't go to space (laughs) and so then you're like wtf (laughs) what the hell that could but you could totally if you were using this as a uh, maybe this is an RPG world inside the net in Shadows of the Beanstalk. 
There you go. Um, like very much like Jim Parton did for us, where we had Realms of Terra Noth online. You could do Keyforge online. I, I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. You know, people who, who wake up on their roll, roll Realms of Terra Noth online, wake up and then find out that parts of New Angeles is on the Crucible. Like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, Andrew, hope we answered those. Yeah. Next is Jeremy Hall from Facebook. He said, how would you convert the Ember system into other genres, like supers, for example? It seems prime for stealing, but not sure how exactly I would use it. Well, um, Stefan, you've given that some thought. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, uh, when I saw that, you know, it related directly to my setting I'm converting. Ember can be anything, you know, from... Like I said earlier, either mana or essence. If it's a supers, it could be Iron Man's new arc reactor. And he puts up a new one. It's improved. gives him even more power where he just finds a way to, to amp, his, amp him up because someone else who's using his power, like you know, Thor, <laughs> charges him up. <laughs> it can be X-Genes for a mutant, like yeah. uh, X-Men type um, setting. Yeah, act- it could be act- power activating points. Activating genes. It could be PowerPoints similar in like a like a PowerPoint buy uh, system. You give so many, you give them so many Ember to buy their powers with at the start of character creation, yep, and yep. Um, and so it's a PowerPoint sim system uh, for for supers. Yeah, it could recharge at a at a certain rate and comes back. I'm looking at reskinning it for our um, Fey Crystal usages in uh, Primordial Machina. Um, just uh, adding some of those effects, affects, uh, that are yeah. here to yep. uses for Fey Crystal in our system. Um, yeah. There's a ton of ways it can be used. I mean, you can you can plop it into a, a, a setting like, I just, like maybe prime, prime, uh, Primeval Thule, right? A more primitive dark fantasy setting plop an amber node in there and see what happens things start to change you can mold your world and strange things are happening right yeah maybe the amber i think primeval tool is almost like a cthulhu yeah inspired Mm -hmm. so so it doesn't necessarily amber itself but it can be some Hmm. sort of yeah like Dark Eldritch power that you have yes. to tap into part mm. part of the Elder One that accelerates your your insanity. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, dark. Ooh. Yeah, there you Powers go. from the See? old one. Emma yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. And similarly, um, on that same tone, Chris, what's the next one? Yeah, so TW is Twitter, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. So RPG. Uh, Stefan, Stefan has that one. Oh yeah, yeah. RPG I pulled up the uh, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled up the uh, my my show notes actually. Go for so, it. Yeah. Go ahead. So then. RPG Narco, uh, Roy Altman. Uh, that's his actual name. He says I'm trying to figure out the amber and effects rules. Would love to hear you talk about it and how it can be applied to other settings. <laughs> well, in some ways, it's a bit like Jeremy Hall's question. Yeah. And. Uh, so, Roy, we're going to have an entire show in the near future, yeah. sometime yep. later this summer, yep. about yeah. that. Yeah, let's make mm-hmm. a note. Let's make a note to um, have us talk about how it can be applied to other settings. Maybe we can. Yeah. Maybe we can pick we'll a handful. Or if anybody listening to this, are there any settings you would like us to talk about 
how we would convert the Ember system to those settings. Let us know. And I, have a, I have one I actually will talk about because um, my friend Dave turned me on to it. Um, okay. And the idea clicked with me while I was reading this that it was totally doable. So, um, yes, I have one specifically that I will be talking about that it'll work for during that show. Cool. Okay. That works cool. for me. I'll try and think of one as well that we might be able to mention. Not Don't necessarily go into too many details, but just throw more ideas out. That'd be cool. That's it. All right. So All next right. question comes to us from Rob Adornado mm-hmm. on Facebook. And he says, Keyforge is a setting about groups and working together. What types of cooperation, teamwork, or unit command rules were introduced for this setting? If no particular rules are in the book, what do you do in your personal games for these situations? Well, um, Rob, uh, there isn't really anything like that. That other than the the beginning of character creation, you have that GM here tie your characters together, that opening mm-hmm. bond, so to speak. Right. And yeah. then you also have the organizations. If you, as a GM, want your players to work for one organization, have that session zero. Pick the have them pick the organization that they want to work for right. using that organization's section, and you can yeah. totally build adventures around, and special rules of your own around that faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's you, something that. And, I, go ahead, Tony. And that's something that I would probably look into doing if I was going to tackle Keyforge campaign. I would pick one of those organizations and have my players. Uh, or have them pick it in zero in session zero, and that's who they work for. And then we would build some special rules in how that organization works into it together, and liberally take from anything out there for inspiration. Um, Star Wars, I've said it a freaking hundred times. There's rules in those Star Wars books yep. for narrative dice that apply to Genesis very easily. And if you want unit command rules, um, teamwork cooperation, pick up the books around the leadership careers for Star Wars or the social careers. Lead by example, I think it is. Lead by example for Age of Rebellion is an uh, un- just as a resource you cannot do without as far as running those types of games where you want that type of organization and leadership uh, type yeah. of games. Yeah. One one type of one method maybe, uh, especially with your first session to get the, the players all together, even if they're not part of the organization, maybe their first mission is an Archon has basically chosen them to perform a mission. Maybe it's not a vault battle yet, but on a mission, you know. You have to work right. together. You don't know each other. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They all he or she, they, they yeah. yeah, or an ancient ruin that's part of the vault battle. You know, they're a side mission. If they're just beginning characters, maybe they're not powerful enough yep. to be uh, thrown into a vault battle, but they can still be involved. Yep. They get they're, together, then that that forms a bond. Let's say of initial, uh, you know, mission that they can bond over. Mm-hmm. And there was that talent that um, gives you bonuses to, um, yeah. you know, others that you're doing social checks with in those organizations. Um, yeah. So what do you guys do to kind of tie 
um, groups together to have them work together in our personal games and such. I, 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 the first thing that popped in my head would be um, having to go on a mission to potentially save somebody who's a close, like a loved one, or um, somebody who they're protecting, somebody in the group, right? And they gather the whole group to go with them and help them. A situation like that could bond the group and, yeah. you know. Another one is to have an immediate, not necessarily super powerful like an Archon, but an immediate um, boss, so to speak, right. who Patron. who hires them for something, like Stefan said. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to be as powerful as an Archon. It could just be oh, another NPC that is maybe part of one of these organizations and hires them on uh, for a job that puts them together and makes them work together and then they can choose from there whether they want to keep working with this guy or not maybe he maybe he you know um turns on him at the end always yeah. a great trope yeah, um that is <laughs> uh the the person that hires you ends up being the adversary at the end right uh, always a great trope for a one shot or you learn too much and now they have a hit out on you or something like that that's it <laughs> right on. And, and when you and when you do create your adventures if you can um showcase as you go, I had done this campaign where I kind of showcased each character, each you know, in the group. Those kinds of things can bring the groups together. And then during your, then the challenges in the adventure should probably pull on um, different, um, what do you call it, strengths of each of the right. characters as well, so that they know kind of where they fit in the group, which would in, entail, you know which would give them, you know, ideas of how they can actually cooperate better in the future. You know, That's let it. them fail, you know, if they screw up. <laughs> <They'll> yeah. <learn. laughs> yep, very good. Yeah, now first. this next one, I just threw this in here because it was it was in the thread <laughs> and uh, okay. uh, that Stefan asked for questions about Secrets of the Crucible, but I, I wanted actually to have Homie read it and it, it it came out sure. the great that that homie got to read it because I wanted you to see some of the okay. feedback that we get cool. personally yeah. on Facebook. So, so go ahead, buddy. Corey Mayo from on Facebook. Your earlier shows taught me the game, and also the little secrets I may have never found otherwise, like the bodyguard talent from the Star Wars system. Thanks for the cool audio college course in Genesis. Oh, and if anyone ever asks, yes, Genesis is a great system for solo play there we go cool and this is why i brought this up if you're um if you're gonna run genesis in a solo way keyforge is a great way to do it because um if you're if you're a solo player and a solo gm um you can make any character you want to (laughs) um which fills a plethora of roles in any game and your GM can can with this particular game setting can tailor an adventure specifically for one guy to go from a low level nobody all the way up to being an archon. Mm. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Yep. Mm. All right. Ooh, this is a long one. Tony, you want to? Yeah. Read? Or Stefan? Or go Stephen, ahead, buddy. If you want to. All right. Yep, sure. So, uh, also on Facebook, John Martin replied. Uh, Marlin. First, Marlin, sorry. Uh, sorry, it's my lisp. 
<laughs> First, just found your podcast about six days ago. Awesome find, by the way. Started listening from the beginning because that's how I do Sorry. things. <laughs> Welcome to the Finder Society, buddy. Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It'll it'll get better once I join the uh, <laughs> the group. <laughs> and, yeah, and then and then he goes on. And I just finished episode fifteen, and I am loving every minute. Just got my copy of Secrets of the Crucible today, and I have never played the Keyforge game, but started reading it since uh, since the Genesis tie-in was announced. Read about half the book tonight and skimmed over the other half. I am super stoked. I've been working the last few months developing my own supers setting and campaign for my Genesis group. But after what I read tonight, I'm seriously tempted to set all that work aside and jump right into this. Huh. It will be it will be a week or two before I catch up to your current episodes, but I am so seriously looking forward to hearing you guys give your take on it. I really feel like it has the potential to be a a real everything for everybody setting, perfect addition to Genesis. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Those very kind yeah. words there, and yes, um, we're sorry. <laughs> 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 Glad you found us, but we're sorry. No, <laughs> no. Hey, you, you get what you pay for. That's right. You get what you yes. pay for, buddy. Um, but you could. I mean, as you could tell. I mean, we we as you are loving every minute of listening to mm-hmm. it. We're we're loving every minute doing this, oh, you know? Yeah. I was thinking um, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> I really enjoy this. And yes, Stefan, it is, yeah. it is improved by 50%. There you go. <laughs> by you joining us. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we increased well, thank you. our, thank you. we increased by 50%, you know, or mm-hmm. no, no, you've been a great addition. So he's on well, episode 15 today. I don't know when he posted this, but, um, uh. You have you have you have a ways to go, bud. So yeah, another- as we're reading this, you have about forty-seven more to go. Um, and this is going to be a all- long episode, buddy. Yeah. But, but only about ten episodes. He can skip some of the actual plays if he really wants to continue oh, yeah. his uh, crash course and 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 then listen to those all later if he wants to. But yeah, I just want to add this, John. Thanks for joining us um, yeah. in our community on Facebook. Uh, everyone who wrote to yes, us, thank, um, you thank you for joining us there and writing us and asking us questions. This is the most listener feedback we've ever received uh, yep. for one show. And uh, uh, Stefan, again, keep it coming. You, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, but to answer John's question that's implied in his um, in in his statement here that he's been developing his own super setting and uh, campaign for it and would like to just seriously jump in, um, jump in feet first. If you've never run Genesis, uh, jump in feet first and run one of the existing settings, get a feel for the game doing that before you run your own personal creation. It will make your own personal creation better. While I do know that you really want to jump to it, um, and if hopefully you hear this before you do, um, <laughs> uh, getting that super setting done will be better if you run one of the other, particularly this one. If you run Keyforge, it will give you yeah. a mountain of things that you can do with your super setting just running the game. 
Speaking of which, do they have... I'm actually heading out there right now. Let me look. Um, do they have a like free adventure for Keyforge yet out there? Um, no. The player no, resources yet. they have for Keyforge. Character sheet. Yeah, okay. So they got the character sheet uh, on the on the 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 foundry. Um, uh, also, uh, Scott Zumwalt has done his uh, PDF fillable PDF character sheet for mm-hmm. it, and someone did a cool. vehicle sheet that is uh, pretty snazzy. Also, for for um, Keyforge or for Genesis for Keyforge Gen- for Keyforge cool. for Keyforge. Yeah. All those exist out there. No one's done any adventures yet. But I'm sure they're coming. I know for a fact at least one person is writing one. Um, nice. So Good. there's there's stuff coming, and I, I hope they do a free adventure for it. But I, if not, I'm serious. You there's just look at builder. the adventure builder. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to go far. <laughs> I mean, heck, you could you just run you could just run a vault battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. That right there will introduce your characters, your players to you can you could start it off with a um like kind of like a social encounter if you want with the archon or whatever, right? Um, having them meet each other, um, but doing a vault battle will get you into the nitty gritty mechanical bits, you know? Yeah, the action Combat. right away. Yeah, the action right away. Heck, you can even you can even jump in meteor res if you want to. It's like okay, you got your characters. Um, everybody roll yep. initiative. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> go, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Nope. So hopefully, you know, maybe that's what I'll do from now on. Like maybe only post, uh, ask a question maybe a day or two in advance because I used to do it like maybe a week in advance and didn't have as much reaction. Maybe people, uh, or maybe just people are that excited about Keyforge. Yeah. I'm maybe, thinking so, maybe. only because we haven't had anything for so long. Yep. <laughs> right? I mean, when was the, what was the last thing we got? We had um, Android um, a year and a half ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was pretty yep. much... Well, granted, we did have the expanded player's guide, but as far as setting goes, yeah, it's been a year and a half. Just about. Oh, exactly. Yep. Mm. All right. So that pretty much wraps up our main topic, I think. Yeah. Yep. So I think we um, can put a bow on it. Yes, I love right. Keyforge. I love this. I love the card game. I love the book. My overall consensus: uh, I give this as an RPG book for playability and uh, replayability and usability for the 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 plug and play system that Genesis is. I give it a four point seven five out of five stars. Nice. Or ambits. Or ambits. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say you know, I would give it nine nine M bits out of ten. Nine M bits uh, out of ten. Yeah, only losing one because the cover, of course, doesn't show everything that I want. Well, so. there you go. <laughs> for me, for me, I think I would do. I would probably do um, forty-five pieces of awesome. Um, oh. Five pieces <laughs> being lost only because this setting doesn't quite pull me in the setting itself doesn't quite pull me in as as any of uh, the other settings but like tony said replayability the mi- yeah. you know the juiciness of this the you can mine all kinds of s- interesting ideas for other settings your own setting um out of this for that alone is worth yep. a lot yeah it's pretty good it's definitely worth it definitely worth the pdf 
if you don't want there to run this setting, it's definitely worth it to go get the PDF so you have the info in front of you. It's That's it, exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Let's go oh. head on over to the slab. Oh. Yes. Okay. done rambling on and on and on about this Keyforge setting. You know, I know you're probably bored to tears, but uh, now we go go on to the next session called On the Slab, where Tony will regale us with uh, how he reskins uh, a creature or uh, an adversary, maybe for other settings. Tony, what have you got for us today? Well, before I put something on the slab and start cutting it up, I want to say that uh, thank you for those out there in the listening theater um, for your comments, uh, particularly Kyle Sharp. Uh, he wrote something to us on Facebook uh, privately as a message and said, I need more on the slab. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. first off, thanks mm. for continuing to put out uh, content during the pandemic. It has been a long, long time full of sitting at home and daydreaming. Mm. Um, <laughs> secondly, this message is my plea for more reskinning content on the show. I play almost exclusively in the Android universe, and yet I have purchased Realms of Terranoth and Secrets of the Crucible to borrow the mechanics of those settings when applicable. That in mind, I feel like some things I don't just don't translate well when they are given a pass in their perspective setting because magic or because aliens. Where's all the love for realistic hard sci-fi? Thanks in advance and have a great weekend. So thank you, Kyle, for writing us. And uh, from now on, when I do thank my uh, on the slab, I will be mentioning uh, a little bit more of the hard sci-fi options so to speak, that you can do with uh, the things that I reskin. So we were beginning this week on the slab. We have the double-beaked spire buzzard, which is in the Keyforge Secrets ah, yes. Crucible, page 221. <laughs> um, yep, a great illustration for it, too. <laughs> yeah. So these colorful two-headed avian creatures are well-known to the untamed. That's uh, one of the uh, factions. Uh, while they are more of a, a more of a nuisance than a threat in the wilderness areas, they become fierce and predatory when encountered near the spire, attacking climbers and even small vehicles that dare to ascend the great spire spine of the world. Nice. So, the original creature here it has three and three stats. It has three in brawn, agility, and cunning, and one in intellect, willpower, and presence. It has a soak value of four with four wounds and zero defense. 14 wounds. Uh, Sorry, 14 wounds. My bad. I just misspoke. I read 14. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) Skills-wise, skills-wise, it has athletics of two, brawl of three, cool one, perception two, and survival of three. Has no talents. Has a couple of decent uh, abilities. It's a flyer. Um, the, the main ability here, Aerial Thief, may spend a triumph when making a check to determine initiative 
to steal one randomly determined item of encumbrance to or less from the character <laughs> who generated the least successes on their check. Oh, Love that it. is a great freaking <laughs> ability, dude. So this is a rival. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it, it, the equipment, it has just its beaks that are a brawl weapon, damage five, critical three, range engaged, and linked one. So wow. these creatures, um, first of all, with absolutely no real reskinning, you could totally put them over in Terranoth, have them as they are, but if you want them to be um, a more imposing creature, just increase them their wounds by 10, give them silhouette 3, and you have a giant two-headed rock. <laughs> ROC mm. uh, for so, Terranel. So yeah. then, you change, then, you could, then you could probably change that aerial thief ability to... Um, to uh, you actually don't take the item off the person; you actually take the person. <laughs> yes, you could pick right? up the person. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, <laughs> Entire cart. <laughs> drop them. <laughs> or uh, in, yeah. <laughs> or in um, in realms of Terranoth, I had the idea to have it be a gene spliced monitor lizard or some sort of chameleon. Um, droid uh, 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 chameleon drone of some kind it has a chameleon power you could give it the ability to um, mm -hmm. stealth chameleon and there's 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 other creatures out there with the chameleon style power all that really does is in their natural environment in this case it would be maybe a creature that is found uh, down in the dregs underneath the city um, yeah. and have it be um, so in that in its natural environment would receive two boost dice to stealth checks, and of course, then you would give it instead of um, instead of uh, perception of two, you give it a stealth rating of two. Um, there you go. And uh, its thief ability would be great in an android setting, and, <laughs> and yeah, it, would. it doesn't have to be aerial; it could just be thief. Mm -hmm. These creatures like to collect little things and take them back to their mm -hmm. their um, their master. If you it's could a call drone. it back alley thief. Back alley thief, totally. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It then just crawls course, from underneath garbage and then sneaks back in. There you, there <laughs> then you of go. course I had this idea for this two-headed dog creature in a mythic setting or a three-headed dog creature. So you could totally take its um its its ability. Um, maybe it's invisible. And so it has the invisibility, which makes it a, a thief. Yep. Um, uh, and that would make it very mythic. Um, it guards a certain entrance to a certain underground. Um, <laughs> there you, go. you give it uh, three bites. <laughs> so for its equipment, instead of having linked one, it would have linked two. <laughs> um, and you could nice. even make it mythic by giving it just alone, giving it uh, adversary ranks an adversary. There you go. Um, and then, of course, the last thing I had was an idea for a swarm of mutant thieving, multi-handed monkeys that would attack you in a like a post-apocalyptic setting. These would be like um, <laughs> mutated monkeys that um, have um, two heads. Two heads, and they, oh, you know, nice. they would. <laughs> 
you could totally crank them down to a minion. Um, give them instead of fourteen wounds per per minion, you, they would just have four wounds yep. per minion, very much like the piranha monkeys. But they would still have the thief; it would just become arboreal thief, or oh, there you go, um, yeah. or uh, scavenger thief in a post-apocalyptic setting. Right. And then, of course, they would have you know the two monkey bites, and you probably, if you're doing minions, you'd probably want to reduce the the damage down to a little bit. Maybe reduce their brawn to two uh, and their damage down to four um, for their attack. But yeah. totally, you could just reskin these guys for just about anything. They're a rival, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, you um, But yes, yeah, you, you did. I like that. So there you go. Different, different ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so. Hopefully, Kyle, you have some gene-spliced monitor lizards or um, hidden drones in your next uh, Undercity right. encounter that uh, will use the, uh, the environmental thief ability and will steal your party's stuff after initiative. That's right. So, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, a little... Uh, a little uh, What's that? Red? Go ahead. Go ahead, Stefan. Oh, you started. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying that Encumbrance 2 item, man, he could totally steal like their pistol. Randomly. Or their deck, if they're mm-hmm. a freaking... <laughs> That's true. With data pad, they can't log yeah. in or whatever. <laughs> their PDA, yeah. There you go. Yeah, their, their, their rig. Oh, yeah. yeah no, uh, that suck. That you know, a, a drone, like, instead of a two-headed drone, you know, it's a drone with a double, you know, a processor and just Zooms in with a little stealth unit and picks up something and flies off with it. There you go. Or totally steal their pants. Contro- controlled. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> their rocket pants. That's right. Their rocket <laughs> pants. <laughs> well, steal their pants and then backstab them with a ballista. No. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's on the well slab. Done. Well done, Tony. That's awesome. Dude. Well, thank you, Tony. Yep. Very nice. So let's head on over to Roll Some Dice! Oh yeah! Yeah. Okay, folks, welcome to Advantageous Threats, where we build, roll, and narrate the dice results on some sample skill checks for your entertainment and ours. Today, I'm going to be GMing Stefan and Chris through a little one or two rounds of um, some crucible action. So, here we go. Here's your primer. Yeah. Right. A pair of adventurous heroes race through the untamed, an untamed stretch of the crucible against the Brobnar Goblin Madman, Mad Moogie, in his war buggy. And they are trying to reach a new cache of ember and claim it for themselves. All the while, pixie locals flitter along, annoying them all, making the race tri- twice as treacherous. So, Stefan, whom are you? Yes. I'm playing Dalton. Dalton is a... Dalton Hale. He's riding a... Uh, Modified temp- modified uh, Lancer hover bike called 
the Tempest Fugitive. Yeah, he used to be part of the Star Alliance, but has uh, eh, fallen a little bit on hard times with them. I mean, uh, a bit of a disagreement. And uh, it's, it was time to see other people. Okay. Nice. Well, I am playing Tweel, a Martian soldier, a little rogue, who, um, I don't know, he's always been a sneaky, shady little Martian, trying to make a quick ambit. And he is riding... Mm. Okay, so everybody has a picture of this. You know those little mechanical, um, motorized little cars that you put your little three, four-year-olds in? So yep. He's a cell- the ones that Twill. the ones that look like mini- miniature miniature jeeps. Yeah, miniature <laughs> jeeps and whatever. Well, Tweel has a mini flying saucer version, <laughs> Silhouette Zero <laughs> flying saucer that he's in, <laughs> and um, that's what he's going to be using to race. Nice. Well, Mad Moogie has a war buggy, which I have taken the Wasteland buggy from the Expanded Player's Guide and reskinned it a little bit. Cool. Um, so, um, we start off with, uh, we're going to need an initiative order. So, okay. we'll have you guys all roll cool. Because you all knew this race right. was coming. Right. Oh, all right. Man. That's going to be easy. That's a simple green for me. A simple right. check. Yeah. One success. I got, a, I got a green and a yellow. All right. It's I got be... a green and a yellow. I got a success and an advantage. All right. So you guys are going to go and then Moogie. Okay. Because I had just zero successes and two advantage. Sweet. And Chris, you had one success and one advantage, was it? I had one success. I think Stephanie okay. said he had one one success, one advantage. So. Okay, yeah. So right. with you way. guys having successes, you <laughs> go first. Stefan, go for it, bud. All right. So to give you a picture of what All you've right. got. So you've got this yeah. wooded area around you. You've got these big blue and black tree trunks going up into the sky. And these trees are filled with fairy houses just all through them. They go up as far as the eye can see. You can't even see the tops of these trees. Okay. But this this is a fairy city that you guys are driving underneath. And the fairies are flittering down out of nowhere, just dropping things in your vehicles and pulling things off them and getting <laughs> upset that you're upsetting the balance of their neighborhood. Oh, and <laughs> you two on your two, the little flying saucer, buzzing in yeah, and yeah. you've got the the hover lancer bike just flitting around, and you got Moogie and his big smoke spewing war buggy. It's <laughs> got two smokestacks coming off the back of it, and he's got this big ember enhanced cannon that just rotates around, and it's oh. got this. It looks like what looks like on the end of it of the cannon is a jack o' lantern head. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh, so cool. what Moogie has done is Moogie has taken Ember, created an effect where the Ember summons all the rotten jack-o'-lanterns that are disposed at Halloween to his cannon and ejects them at people. <laughs> oh, I wish I would have thought of an effect. But that's right. okay. I'm in a mini <laughs> face saucer. <laughs> <laughs> so he is... Just a little bit ahead of you guys. He is one range increment ahead of you. 
Perfect. Um, and so uh, right now he is at short range from you two. Okay. As you've zipped into this little area. What speed are, is he and we going? Um, he is going speed two. Okay. Um, you guys may be going speed one or two. Up to you. I'll, I'll start at speed yeah. two. Okay. Yeah, same here. Okay. And last thing we're going to choose before we go um, is... So we got that, we got that. Okay, so I'm going to set this up as a skill challenge for this race, and but it's going to be opposed with you guys versus Moogie, and accumulating the most number of successes after two rounds is who gets there first. Cool, Leo. All right. All right. So, with that note, you guys may roll. Go ahead and tell me what you're going to do. Um, and success doesn't. Uh, the checks have to be vehicle related. They can be driving checks. Um, they can be gunnery or, checks if or you riding. have guns. <laughs> or riding. Sorry, riding. Riding only in the setting. Uh, they could be riding <laughs> checks. They can be to to boost your speed or whatever. Uh, they could be weapon attacks. Um, things like that. Reminder: If you right. attack the vehicle of your opponent. You must take the aim maneuver. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead first. Then I'll. Uh, so Dale is following uh, Mookie uh, pretty closely. He'll accelerate to three. Okay. Trying to catch up a little bit to him. Got it. And and he'll try and fire his electro bolo launcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you'll be firing that from engaged range because you maneuvered beforehand. So, all right, moving up from sorry from short to close range. Oh, right, all right then. So that will be shooting gunnery, gunnery. All right, uh, green and two yellow. Yep. Okay. I have to take the aim maneuver, so I'm aiming. So I'll You're take two strain. You're aiming at his vehicle. Uh, yes. Okay. Trying to slow him down, take him down. Or... Okay, so his buggy is kind of like a four-wheeler. So just to give you an idea, it's not very big. Um, right. It is a Silhouette 1 vehicle. Um, so I'm going to give you, you're in a Silhouette 1 or 2? Uh, 1. The hover okay. bike is a 1. So no difference in size between the two vehicles. So I'm not going to give you any setback no. dice there. Um, so right. just the, um, the two, uh, so the... One difficulty for being at uh, engaged range. And right. Uh, All right. because you're going faster than him, I'll give you a boost die. Nice. Oh, another boost die. All right. <laughs> All right, then. And as an incident, as an incidental out of turn, I'm taking uh, the GM's story point and giving it to, uh, to our pool. Not fair! Not fair! Because oh. <laughs> I'm ready for anything. I'm a human. Nice. <laughs> right. You and had two I'll advantage on story point. You had two advantage on initiative that you didn't spend. What would you like to do with those? Oh, one initiative. No, I only had one advantage. One. Oh, okay. I had a one and one. So I upgrade that to three yellow. Oh, you're spending a story uh, point. Oh yeah, I'm spending that story point. So <laughs> awesome. I've aimed, so I've got three yellow, two blue, two boost dice, and one difficulty dice. Excellent. 
Okay. All right, so let's go. Uh, So three, four, three successes. Would you roll in a setback die for his um, defense field on his war buggy? Ah, well, of course. Yes, I can. Oh, came up blank. So that's okay. So four successes and a triumph. Oof. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So woof, does the the big bolo just extends out, and the electric electricity electricity just arcs between the two spheres, spins, and hits his vehicle, his little buggy. Okay. How much damage? It, it it's uh, only one damage, base damage. Uh, plus four successes plus four, for a total of five. That's five. Five, but it would be stun damage, or in this case, strain only. Okay. And I will use the tri- I could use the triumph to uh, kind of activate uh, the ensnare as ensnare okay. one. All right. So in this case, since it's a vehicle, he can't really mm-hmm. be instantly stopped with ensnare. Right. I would say no. that will reduce his speed. Um, two one, from two to one. Um, yeah, that makes sense. One of his electricity four arcs. wheels. Yeah, it just wraps around one of his four wheels, and um, yeah. it'll reduce his speed, and he can't increase his speed. All right, there we go. Maybe for one round until the end of his next round. Okay, sounds good. And that's my action. I I. I I give Tweel a thumbs up and go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, he gives you the two, th- he gives you a thumbs up and yep. two thumbs up. <laughs> and he's like, in his little space saucer, he's going to, <laughs> he is going to increase that speed to f- four. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hey, I'm taking advantage of that, yeah. baby. All right. So, so you're going to take yeah. some system strain, system cranking strain. up the speed like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're totally going to do that. My strain is That's now... That's okay, we're working as a team. Yeah, so what we did is we took this, the saucer, instead of a hull of 12 and system strain of 12, gave it a hull of 3 <laughs> and a system strain of 6. So we so have... going to take two system strains. Two of 6, yep, now. Um, going to max speed of 4, I am going to use... I'm going to actually spend... So if I do a maneuver... A second maneuver on a vehicle, the vehicle takes more strain, and so do I, and right? And so do you. Yep. Okay. Well, we got to get to the ember, so I'm going to do a second maneuver, which is evasive maneuvers. Okay. Oh. So it's going to upgrade his check to hit me, but it just really doesn't matter. I'm just, or, oh, I'm going to need to reposition. I'm going to want to buzz past him. That's okay. what I want to do. Ooh. So I'm going to buzz past him, <laughs> and then um, going to do some... Um, I guess. Yeah, so you're going to probably want a piloting check on this, right? Uh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, riding check, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Riding check, please. Or piloting. It's going to be piloting. Sorry, because you've got a flying me. saucer. Yeah, yes. I do. Little mini All saucer. Right. Yes, sorry. Okay, so I've got two yellow, two green, two boost dice, because I do have a handling of plus two. Um, and the difficulty is would be what? I forgot how did how do you calculate difficulty of piloting check? Uh, its difficulty is your current speed. Four. Okay. That's gonna be four of them. 
and um, anything else? Oh, actually, what I'm going to do as an incidental, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to take the Daring Aviator. <laughs> going to activate that talent, Ooh. which means I get to add a number of threat to the results to add a equal number of successes. And I have one rank in it because it's a uh, hmm. tier two. So I'm going to add a threat nice. and a success to this check. Got it. Okay. All right. Bro, um, I'm not going to touch your pool with my one single story point. Um, actually, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to do a story point. I'm going to spend okay. one because mini flying saucer. Hello. <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> Any cool factor for this for um, so the, yeah, the pixies. Um, oh yeah. The, a group of pixies flitter down and toss a net at your head as you go flying by. How much? How many setback for that? Two setback dice for right. the uh, electrical net that's flying at your head. Excellent. Well, lucky oh, I, I have knack for it, which I get to remove two setback dice from all <laughs> piloting checks. Thank you. All right, here we go. So a little glass dome <laughs> yeah, down turns over. on, baby. That's right. <laughs> Covers me real quick. <laughs> all right, here we go. I thought I thought she, I thought they were throwing a, a girl named Annette. <laughs> oh no, no! All right, everybody. <laughs> That'd be funny. We're canceling. Electrified Annette. Ah! Canceling that, and that cancels. <laughs> I have three successes, one advantage, and a triumph, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, my handling is what made me um made me get through that. Ooh. So if he's going one, I get to so move. So you had how many successes? I had three successes and a triumph okay. and an advantage. Wow. So I get to move. So nice. he was at short range, right? Uh, correct. Okay. He was at short range. Which means I get to move three range bands going speed four. Oh, yep. I had to upgrade the difficulty of all piloting checks once. Hang on a minute. Let me re-roll one of these. Dice. I'm gonna take one out and put a red in there. Okay, just a failure. So we're good. Still. Was um, it? What was it before? So, um, it was a failure and a threat. So you have an additional advantage now. So I have two advantage. Yep, two advantage, three successes, and a triumph. Let's begin with the advantage. Yes. Um, so well, s success means you uh, will move three range increments. So you went from being at short range behind him to being engaged, then short range in front of him, and now medium range in front of him. Cool. Okay. I am going to say the two advantage would be um, uh, a setback die uh, for him. If he, no, actually, yeah, for him, if he wants to, um, like, see me or, or do an attack okay. on me. Okay. And got then, it. I got a setback die in my pool. And then for the triumph, I actually timed it such that the, the it actually hits his vehicle. Because I buzz him and I'm seeing a net. I'm like, all right, sweet. And it and it might hit his vehicle, whatever. And it activates and affect whatever that net does, I think. Uh, so the electro net is going to upgrade his next weapons check. Okay. As system shocks going through and <laughs> right, nice. So, <laughs> awesome. All right. So 
Moogie on his turn, yep. he sees you and uh, he will, uh, for his maneuver, he will accelerate to speed three, matching uh, the speed of the Lancer bike. Yeah, um, Dalton, no. Yep, so that's his maneuver. Um, he is going to use his talent of, uh, what's it, uh, talent? He's got the uh, Let's Ride talent. Okay. Which uh, hmm. in jumping or mounting or dismounting uh, something is an uh, an incidental. Is an incidental. Yeah. So he is going to uh, dismount from his vehicle onto the back of um, your hover <laughs> bike. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and All he right. has um, a liquid metal lasso that he is going to try and attack. Uh, was his name Dalton? Dalton, yeah. <laughs> Dalton. Nice. Yeah, he's going to attack him with. So he's going to be making a melee. He has a brawn of three, and he has melee of four. So he's going to have uh, three right. yellow and a green on this check. He is going to be okay. making uh, two purple. Do you have any melee defense <laughs> on him? No, I don't. Okay. He just has uh, some like basic... Little leather armor kind of thing. That's about it. All right. The because of the buzz by the um, the um, <laughs> flying saucer, the net makes it difficult to jump out of the vehicle. So there's my setback die <laughs> in there. Um, All right. And he's spend two strain for okay. uh, All right. a uh, an aim because All it's right. kind of important to to get this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I you know what I'm going to spend a GM story point. And well, okay, and I'm going to spend a, a I'm going to spend a, a player story point because you know we're going at speed three. I mean, going pretty fast. Things are zooming. Okay, got it. Sure. <laughs> and all right, and, and here pixies goes, all over the place. <laughs> here goes nothing. Okay, so I'm looking at four yellow, one blue, one black, one purple, one red. Um, boom. Here we go. Oh, triumph. Yes. Um, so all my advantage no, cancels okay. out. I'm just left with two successes and a triumph. So his uh, liquid metal lasso is going to do eight wounds to How? Um, uh, Dalton. To Dalton, and uh, right. so that's five total with this after soak. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And okay, just making sure. And then he is going yep. to use his triumph. To activate ensnare three, preventing you from taking maneuvers on your bike. You're wrapped up, and he's like, hey, "You're mine now." <laughs> All <right>. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right, Chris, go ahead. If you want to seven. Well, looks like you guys are going to get to the deposit, but Mad Moogie may have a prisoner. <laughs> well. That's okay. I'm a greedy little bastard. <laughs> um, so I'm actually. That's okay. I've, so, got, I've got an idea myself. Do you? Okay. Um, I'm actually going to. Um, I think I kind of want to use. Because I already used. I already used piloting. Um, I want to get to the thing without him necessarily noticing. So I'm thinking about maybe a stealth check as I'm piloting oh. through. How's that sound? I mean, I'm still going. I'm still going bat out of hell 
right? Um, to just to get there. Okay. Well, yeah. But I will. Yeah, you need to get the uh, the the you need to get the amber. Our our archon is uh, is waiting for it. He sure <laughs> is. Um, or so, they. Yeah. So my stealth check, he's got one rank in stealth, so he's got one yellow and three green, because he's got a four agility. Okay. This is going to be opposed okay. by Moogie's um, Vigilance, okay. and he has uh, all Vigilance's willpower based, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he has a two willpower and two Vigilance, so it's going to be two red dice. Two red dice. All right. Now I am medium range away from him in a forest, so could I get like some... Uh, take a two boost, boost dice for that. Two boost dice for that? Okay. Yeah. And how about because I'm small? Okay, get a third one. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Way, way to go, Stefan. I mean, Chris. What? <laughs> yeah, However, channel, channel my inner the, pixies, yeah. the pixies are there, yeah. and they are just harrying your every move. Um, and they're like, the, two of them are above you. As yep. you try to hide, you flitter behind the trees. Two of them there are above you, holding up electric signs. This way, this way, this way. <laughs> uh oh. So bird. put in two bit two seconds. Bird seeds. A bird seeds this way. <laughs> All right. So we have a yellow, three green, three blue, two red, and two black. Um, that's a nice, colorful pool. Here we go. Mm. Do you want well, to do anything with that pool? Do you want to do anything else in that pool? I'm no, good with no. it. I'm not doing anything. My two red are enough. Yeah, it is. Oh, those. Okay, so got a, got some failures that came up on that. That cancels that success. And this. We are left with um, four successes and three advantage. <clears throat> So I'd like to. So with all those successes, I, it doesn't slow me down to stealth. How about that? I could still like maneuver and you know hitting the foliage and such. And with the three yeah, advantage, get, what's that? You got it. You got into a trench that just hides you perfectly with a oh, and dampens yeah, totally. any noise. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> My head just barely above the trench, just kind of. Stuck. <laughs> Where you guys yep. are. Little <laughs> goggles is all we can see. <laughs> That's it. Just yeah. little goblin goggles. My 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 um my dome is still over me, right? Yeah. And um Goggles Paisano. Yeah, and maybe with the three advantage, um where I decided to kind of stealth that area, um, I kinda noticed that I'm like right at like the ember and I'm at like at a prime the end position. of this trench that you've done dumped okay. down into yeah. there's this huge crystal structure that you recognize mm. as an ember cache now <clears throat> i forgot something last round my character's oh. vehicle was ensnared he could not spend mm. his maneuver to crank up its speed so i just took his strain off for the extra maneuver okay oh it's all good just fair so, enough fair just enough. so you know it's and enough. i left his speed at one on his vehicle which is now being left behind yep <laughs> in the dust there you go <laughs> Awesome right. sauce. That's oh, it for me. Just keeping right. keeping right. keeping myself honest there as a GM. All right, Stefan, yeah. what you got? All right. I'm gonna do something stupid. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you know what? I must say, I must pause pause you for a moment there, Stefan. Uh, okay. The most the awesome words that a GM likes to hear. A player say, I'm yeah. gonna do something stupid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's got 
He's got a goblin on on his vehicle, yep. uh, a hitchhike, an unwanted hitchhiker, mm. and <laughs> so uh, I can't perform any maneuvers. But I do have the hand on the throttle talent, so I'm increasing the speed to the to the maximum of four. <laughs> As an incidental. Oh, oh nice! <laughs> and and doing some doing what's what's called dangerous driving. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! I was looking at that maneuver as well, or that that action so, actually. Yeah. So I'm basically taking that action to basically start spinning my Tempest fugitive as it's moving forward at full speed <laughs> to try and throw Moogie off. Oh, that is very nice. So awesome. So what does dangerous driving entail? Well, do something dangerous. With vehicle, make a piloting or driving check difficulty equals a silhouette, and then C table speed advantage difficulty. So speed advantage difficulty. Well, uh, so the, the vehicle speed, speed is, is two or more than the target's vehicle, but it's not really. Well, it says when performing dangerous driving action, the character makes a piloting check with a difficulty equal to the silhouette of the vehicle. Keep in mind that mm. the current speed can alter the difficulty of such checks. Of course. Amplifying. Yeah, so I think what you do is you have the difficulty is one, but you upgrade it Base. four times. Right, so right. Yep. this would be the difficulty purple, so I upgraded four times. So Three, first one four. makes so it that, red. So I think it's two red. red and a purple, I think. Second one adds a purple. Third one yep. makes that red. And the fourth one adds a purple, so you should have, you should have two red and a purple. Yep. All right, perfect. Now, Chris, I, re- I did not three write red. down... Chris, I didn't write down how many successes you had on that last check. How many was it total? I had, I think I had, I had four successes. <laughs> okay, because I'm keeping track of or total three. successes. I, I think it was, I think it was four or three successes, something like okay. that. Okay, well, we'll go with the lower right. number. You guys have ten total so far. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Go on. All right. All right. So I've got three yellow for my writing skill, plus two boost dice for the handling. So two red and one purple for difficulty. And like I said, I'm just spinning around. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Trying to knock Moogie off. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and what the hell, I'll spend my la- the last story point to upgrade it. Okay. Give myself an extra green. Very nice. All right. All right. So, uh, um, did, did, you, did you want to upgrade? No, I'm not going to upgrade. What I am going to oh, okay. do is right. when you're spinning upside down mm-hmm. it gives you a special vantage point on the fairies that are running under like run flying underneath your vehicle and they're all poking right. up with these little tiny spears at your head as you're flipping over oh. so throw in <laughs> right. uh, a setback die <laughs> all right <laughs> fair enough all right so let's let's do it let's see what the damage is okay the boost dies <laughs> And the setback dice also just came up blank, so no problem there. All right. So those, all right. Oh, boy. All right, all my successes are canceled out, so no successes, but uh, three. I have one advantage. <laughs> no, two advantage. Two advantage, okay. Two advantage. So I failed to throw them off, so I'm spinning, spinning, spinning. Keep moving Roughly towards where I think the ember is. Um, it was maybe the two advantage that 
it's gives Moogie, you know, he's he's nauseous. He's he's he's, he's motion sickness. <laughs> he's motion so giving sick. him a right. yeah. nice. <laughs> at least gives him a setback <laughs> dice, yeah. <laughs> All right. Setback dice on his next check. So his next check is going to be to take control of the vehicle. Oh. Now that is going to be to push you back. Um, oh, and no, um, never mind. Doesn't matter. What doesn't matter? I was just going to say my I did have knack for it writing, which would have removed any setback dice, but the setback dice came up blank anyway. So, <laughs> okay, all right. Cool. So he is again. He's going to brawl you for control mm. of the vehicle. All right. So Moogie is a brawler. Um, he has, uh, again, a brawn of three, but three ranks in brawling. Uh-oh. Um, and, um, on his other hand, besides his little lasso, he's got this weird looking cybernetic rocket fist and he's just <laughs> going to yank onto you and pull you back off the vehicle, basically trying to toss you off it. Right. Uh, now you said you had. The, the the talent that's uh, hand on the throttle. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picturing you wrapped up, but your hand is frozen on the throttle of this vehicle. So I'm going to automatically upgrade his check because you okay. have a death grip on the throttle. Right. Yeah, plus the setback dice for my advantages. So right now, difficulty alone um, with uh, is one red, one purple in the setback die. Okay. Um, he is, however, um, also dealing with fairies who are now coming in and they're trying to pull on his hair while he's mm-hmm. trying to rip you out of the vehicle. <laughs> and they're, his flowing dreadlocks, purple dreadlocks are flying through the air and all these fairies are like <laughs> yanking on it. So you see his head doing this as he's trying to throw you. <laughs> and um, so there's a setback die in there for him. Uh, and he will, he will be spending his maneuver to, to, um, to uh, aim. And I'll All take right. two strain to aim again. All right. So here goes. Uh, whoa. Well, I had a grand total of five successes. No advantage, no triumphs. All right. Uh, the blank, all my negative dice were blank and a couple of my positive dice. So five successes, giving him a total of seven for the encounter. Mm. You guys had ten. Right. But at the end of the race, um, you get to the ember at yeah. uh, first there, uh, Tweel. Tweel. Yeah. And you look back and you see coming up behind you, riding on the Lancer bike uh, and silhouetted by the explosion of the war buggy blowing up um, <laughs> in the background. You see uh, Mad Moogie riding and dragging uh, Dalton. Behind, Uh-oh. in the dirt. Oh no! With his la- all lassoed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not good. I'm not. I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, but that's it. That's the. Yeah. Uh, that's no, the race. That's it. No, you guys get it. to it first. Yeah. And so, teamwork. Uh, technically, <laughs> by the laws of this particular territory, that cash is yours. There we go. Awesome. Hey, very awesome. <laughs> now give me back my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Give me back my bike. Give me the Give me back my my distraction. My distraction. Give me back. I need my distraction back. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so folks, that's well done, a little man. bit of taste of key forward for you. Oh, yeah. yeah, rock on, buddy. All right. And having fun with vehicle combat, like do something stupid <laughs> <laughs> or dangerous in this case. That's right, oh, dude. That was that was that was brilliant. Brilliant yeah. piece of work. Well done, man. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's all, all right. about having fun. Absolutely. So, shall we wrap wrap this show up finally? <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> What are we like? Three days into this show? Yeah. All right. We should be learning. Yeah. I think our I think our listeners want to go to sleep. Right. Seventy-two hour show, or almost four. Um, It's a marathon. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. So finally, we're uh, we're done with all those segments. We've talked and talked and talked and talked and had fun talking, and now we're a little horse, <laughs> and, um, uh, but you know, a mutated horse with ember. So it's, it's all right. good. <laughs> so I just want to do a little shout out to a fellow uh, podcaster on our Nerds International network uh, over the uh, or the overseas. In England there, we've got Harrison and uh, Nick Lamley, uh, who uh, do the 3T RPG podcast, doing all kinds of things RPG-ish. In the latest episode, uh, they covered a little bit of how to do horror, uh, little tips and tricks uh, in RPGs, how to maintain maybe the level of fear and suspense, stuff like that. So they're... They're a hilarious bunch of guys with that British humor. (laughs) Uh, I spit in your general direction and and so forth. That sounds French to me. I might not, but I'm just from the States here. Yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's the, that's a Monty Python reference. So you're written by a British man. So I mean, technically. Technically. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Go, go and listen to them. So if you can stand the accent, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we just go to anything uh, might be a important event. Chris, do you have anything uh, oh, yeah. coming up? Oh, yeah. So our next show is going to be an actual play with uh, Tony, GMing mm. Stefan, our good friend Daryl, Cartier, the gaming yes. ho, and oh. myself, in an adventure set in the universe of the uh, Beyond Good and Evil video games um, using, uh, I think, Tony, you're kind of reskinning the Shadow of the Beanstalk for yep. this. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> I I have to read up on that because I'm not familiar with uh, so Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and is- Evil. Beyond Good and Evil but- 2 is a video game that's coming out soon and um, everyone is everyone in the system is clones. They're all clones, and most of the clones are genetically engineered um, anthropomorphic animals. Nice. Uh, and they're space pirates, also. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> it'll be uh, interesting. Uh, we lost Stefan for a brief second there. There, he's back. He's good. back. All right, good. All right. Just dropped right there when he sneezed or something, but... Uh, Anyhow, yeah, they're anthropomorphized animals in a space pirate setting in a alternate galaxy somewhere. Basically, oh, I'm, I think yeah, you show you shared me a video about that when the new oh, game was coming out. Oh yeah, with yeah. A, that's a great with a, video. With a, with a yeah, monkey if you see kind of character. Cool. 
yes, if you want to see something cool to give you a primer for that, go out and watch the uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 trailer. Um, <laughs> and uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, you got it's... some pregens for us, and we'll be... Uh... Yeah, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's just going to be a, a slight reskinning of Android Shadow of the Beanstalk. So. Oh, yeah. That's cool. All right. Very right. good. So, yeah, you can reach out to us uh, like all these good people did in our show, and the ones that and the ones that we didn't mention. Um, you can reach out to us at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com, findingthenarrative on Facebook, where you can talk to Stefan and I. Mm-hmm. Um, Nerds International and Finding the Narrative on MeWe. Um, that's where you'll find all kinds of good podcasts and blogs. Yep. Uh, and you can talk to us there in the messenger format, and you'll usually get all mm-hmm. three of us. Yep. Or if you want to have a private one-on-one conversation with Stefan, go to mm-hmm. at FTN underscore Genesis on Twitter. Uh, and uh, uh, uh- Go ahead, chat with me. I'll boost your dice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are available at Finding the Narrative Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, mm-hmm. YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and uh, all those are available for reviews if you want to put a review in. We're on Tinder, Grindr, uh, <laughs> Tumblr. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Stefan might be. <laughs> I am uh, no. If he is, he's, if he is using the FTN underscore, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, not so much, buddy. <laughs> no. no, no. The, the FTN stands for something else, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a long and awesome show. Thank you, oh, guys. Yeah. Yes. Uh, That's this great. Tony Thank you. Saying, let's tell a story and spend a friggin' story point. And this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost eyes and spend the M-bits. That's right. And uh, remember the rule of cool, especially when you have mad moody on the back of your freaking hover bike. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, do something stupid. It. That's right. And then do something stupid. <laughs> just have fun, everyone. Good night. Bye. Adios. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.